Welcome to Punk Losers. My name is James Gray. This is my beloved and beautiful co-host, Drew Nerd. Mm-hmm. And today, we're going to try not to pee out of our assholes. Yeah, let's, let's make this happen. This is the big reunion. This yeah. is the big comeback episode. Big comeback. I mean, yeah. I guess our rendition of a comeback is a month, month and a half, two months yeah. off, something like that. Which we do have an episode, but so... we have two episodes. Mm-hmm. The first one... Oh, shit, I gotta move my phone from the recorder to making that weird... Um, the first episode... Uh... We overdid it. I, I don't, because um, I don't know. Like, I really wanted this one to be our big comeback episode. We recorded an episode in between of our uh, rock bottom episode, we'll call it. I still want to, I still eventually want to release that episode, but I really want to break it down into like little clips and add like our own commentary. Right. As to, James, what are you, what are you fucking thinking right here when you say this? Yeah, it'll be like our really poor excuse mm-hmm. to pack more content into something where there is no content. Kind of yeah, like absolutely. if you watch Walking Dead, there's yeah. the Talking Dead. Yeah. If you watch Stranger <laughs> Things, there's Beyond Stranger, beyond Stranger things. things. Yeah. It can be our excuse to just you know relive some shitty content and making it yeah. better by us commentating totally on agree. the content. Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah. I mean, we could maybe we can release it to SoundCloud. You know, like for like a a dollar ninety nine episode. You know, if you wanna you wanna check this out. You know. Yeah, I think it could be. I some think sort we should of... monetize our our, our uh, depression that we had that day, that night. And... Yeah, I'm I'm really worth money too. Um, absolutely, and yeah. I also think that should be some sort of scavenger hunt. Oh, okay. um, because yeah. it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have an order or a rhyme or reason to anything at all. You're so. talking about that whole episode. Yeah. So yeah, the whole episode. episode. Yeah. And it's like we, we're on track on stuff, but man, wow, we just really off the rails. And then we were like, well, let's do another episode where we talk about that. And we did that. We didn't have a lot of energy. I think you had some stomach issues that day. Yeah. Yep. That and I then, did. Uh, yeah. I was having some um, some pee butt, if you would. Um, and so I just was trying to tough it out and yeah, it didn't, yeah. didn't make didn't for, uh, the most entertaining episode. It didn't, it didn't. So we're, we, act, we have two episodes in the bank that, uh, you know, we may or may not release. Um, but no, it was just, you know, we figure we're two days removed from Christmas and, uh, we wanted to just kind of, we wanted to do our big reunion Christmas episode. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like with some of the subjects we usually talk about and Christmas, being here um one thing that i always kind of laugh at and especially with us being in conservative colorado springs you know it's not a secret that i'm not exactly spiritual yeah Um, yeah same here you know i'm not going to go to church um i'm not gonna be saying prayers before i open presents you know so i always often i've been surprised at often how how often i've gotten the question you know if you're not a christian why do you celebrate christmas and i mean well, there's a great it's, meme. It's like this. This is the same thing as like uh, asking an atheist why they celebrate Christmas is asking somebody why they have sex if they don't want children. You know what I mean? It's just like no, no, it's, it's true. A, it's great. It's true. It's and I mean, I guess when you actually break it down, is I mean, for the more serious reasons, you're you're getting a day off to spend with your family. Yeah, absolutely. Christmas is That's the best part. Yeah. I mean, you drink, you eat, yeah. you be merry, and you exchange material gifts. Well, and there's certain things you only it's do fun. around the holidays. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, I, as much as I love Die Hard, I force myself to only watch it three times a year around this time you know <laughs> i don't space Fun it out fact yeah about die hard uh-huh during die hard 2 my mom was actually the on nurse or on set nurse and no she shit. yeah bruce willis was always her celebrity crush oh, she man. got to put two stitches in his face oh <laughs> and um for a long time growing up i had one of those freebie swag you know um, yeah. die hard 2 sweaters mm-hmm. and it was a true sweater because of the times not a hoodie 
yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah it just was black. It said Die Hard too, and I wore oh, that awesome. growing up. So oh, yeah, quick factoid. That's but, a, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. We should have her on the pod. Yeah, just to talk about that. Talk about Bruce Willis and her yearning for Bruce Willis. Well, I yearn for Bruce Willis. Who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's where, like, when you really reflect about Christmas, I mean, um, I always laugh because you know you don't not I feel like more people don't bring a religious aspect to Christmas than the people that do. Right. Yeah. And my other thought about it is, is um, I guess I never really thought about it as a Christian holiday. Again, I understand the meaning of the word Christmas. Yeah. 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 Um, I understand that this is supposed to be Jesus's birth, even though Jesus was actually historically born in, like, born in June. I thought it was late summer. I thought it was close. It, to could, August. It, but could, yeah, be. it could be. It, it's in the summer, sometime. but it was in December. Yeah, absolutely. We um, know that. And then the other thing that I laugh at is, you know, I mean, you're, you have a dead tree hung with, you know, knickknacks. <laughs> There's nothing Christian about that or exchanging what originally I believe was actually anonymous gifts. Right. It was just completely anonymous. Um, there, it wasn't, you just picked and it was kind of like a grab bag. Oh, you know, you didn't, you didn't specifically buy a gift for, you know, your wife. You didn't specifically buy a gift for your dad. Yeah. It yeah. was just, you get what you get because yeah. you're, t- it's, it's a gamble. You're just grabbing whatever one has a pretty <laughs> so every, everything was a white elephant. Right. Part. Exactly. Yeah, everything yeah. was a white elephant. Ugh. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I guess I always just kind of, that's something that always strikes me during the holidays when we're putting up our Christmas tree, we're wrapping gifts, and we're not planning to go to Christmas. Um, I mean, so if I didn't celebrate Christmas, I mean, I'm guessing, what what would I do with that day? Well, we've, we've celebrated Yule, you know, here in, in the house where we right. have a giant Yule feast, you know, in the winter solstice and stuff like that. And that's, a, that's a blast, um, you know. So I, I don't know. For me, it's, it's, I don't know, more or less about just, there's certain foods that I only eat. Around Christmas time, there's certain things I make. You know me, I'm a big cook. Uh, there's certain drinks I make. Like t- today, uh, James here is recovering from some sickness. Yeah, it's a little bit and of a And I was cold. just like, you know what? I got rum that I bought for baking. I'm going to make him some grog. So I fired up the saucepan, and we're drinking some delicious grog. And So much as my dismay, grog does not <coughs> contain, you know, a big sweaty bear's... Uh, no, no, sweat. it's uh, by it's, bear. I mean, giant gay man, it's, not, it's, not the animal. <laughs> it's it's like almost equal parts rum and hot water, and then just orange slices, cinnamon sticks, cloves, brown sugar, and you just and then I put black tea in it because I like bitter shit. But uh, yeah, it's the ultimate cure all, man. Like you're gonna feel good after this, I promise. No, you're gonna feel great. No, may, maybe not a not a some uh, what is it? Liquid poops. Oh shit. Because yeah, I was trying to get back on track for. Christmas, of course. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, for all the overeating yeah. and over drinking and all that. So how do you, you know, start to get ready for all that? What are you doing for Christmas dinner? Um, you know, my mother-in-law goes Christmas crazy because they didn't have holidays growing up. <laughs> so um, she usually does a ham with her infamous ham sauce. Ham sauce, which is a like a liquid, sugary, syrupy stuff that you pour like all over your ham. Sugar, yeah, or maybe some mustard, like glaze. Um, she keeps it pretty secret, but that sounds yeah like we're in the right lane. My, there. my, my mom does this yeah. Kahlua glaze. It's like Kahlua brown sugar and huh. mustard, and it's. Fantastic. Okay. I, I'm not a huge ham person. The I wife am. is. I'm a turkey person. I like swine. Yeah. I, I love pork. I just don't love ham. I, I don't know what gotcha. it is specifically about ham that I don't love. So um, we, we we do some like more traditional like Germanic um, Christmas dinners. Like we do a lot of huge slabs of flesh and sausages and stuff like that. This year I was like, I'm going to go full-blown English. So we're going to do like uh, shepherd's pie and... Um, Pigs in a Blanket in England is actually just bacon uh, wrap sausage. Oh, the okay. pastry wrap stuff. Uh, doing some like pickled 
red cabbage and I do like that. Yeah, I do too. So I'm 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 fucking excited. I actually told the wife today, I was just like, Can we just do it for Christmas Eve dinner? I don't want to wait two more days. Yeah. Like for this. I'm so fucking excited to cook and eat, eat all this shit. So Oh, she'll do um she'll do her ham with ham sauce. A pretty traditional Christmas dinner, I guess. Ham with ham sauce. Um, lots of deviled eggs. That's something she does every... Um, you love deviled eggs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. does deviled eggs every time. She'll also do some scotch eggs. Nice. And then your normal you know, sides and fixings, yeah, like yeah, mashed yeah, potatoes, yeah. so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, got to do it. So excited about that. Um, but Shelly's doing aunt her, and uncle her are, potato salad, which her family does potato salad exactly how I like it, the way my mom made it, like more of like a German style. But then they do green olives in it. Okay. Which I absolutely... I, I've never had it before until I met her. And it's just the absolute fucking best there's really? something about those green olives man that's just it's fucking great so yeah try it I, I highly recommend just add a little some sliced green olives to your next potato salad if okay. you're into that sort of thing it's I will delicious. have to it's fucking delicious but then um, aunt and uncle they do <laughs> the fancy Christmas Eve dinner um, every year it's something different we've had um, cayenne pepper and crusted pork chops last year oh. um, and then they did welcome um, to food chat yeah welcome to food chat, welcome to food chat. Um, but this year they're apparently doing Cornish hens I've oh, never had this fucking amazing. I've never been involved in oh, this oh that, that's a so great Christmas see. meal I, I so, can't yeah. recommend I came so close this is a, a, a an audio medium but I'm signaling the uh, forefinger and thumb are very close about to each other about a half other. inch apart about a half inch apart I came that close to uh, actually doing Cornish hens yeah, I've never They're had fantastic. them, so I'm pretty I'm pretty fired up about yeah. that. But one side that they do every year that nobody else, never seen anybody else do it. Maybe it's a, a farm people thing, yeah. but they do a prosciutto and hot green bean side. That sounds amazing. So yeah, it's like prosciutto, um, some sort of pesto, and um, but it's it's served steamed, like oh, okay. steamed green beans. But it's just incredible when you steam the green beans in prosciutto and pesto yeah. and stuff like that. So that's something they do that's special. But I'm doing uh, this is a new recipe for me I, that I'm doing this year. I'm doing a bacon wrapped uh, Brussels sprout with like pecans and pine nuts. I usually don't like Brussels sprouts. It's ugh. so that might be one that I would yeah. be able to do. Brussels sprouts is one of those things that like I, I I find that the people that don't like it grew up getting them either boiled or just slightly heated, and then the people <laughs> I know that love Brussels sprouts had them cooked pretty well, which is like roasted in butter and garlic and they're just absolutely incredible. But this time I'm going to, I'm going to wrap them up in bacon, put a little bit of like pecans and pine nuts or something on it. And just, I'm, I'm fucking excited to cook it. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I'm excited I'm to excited. sit and, <laughs> and watch uh, what the only sport on TV will be, which will be basketball. Boo. It's usually the only thing. I'm not a real big basketball fan, but that keeps me away from the cooking and away from watching the young kids. In my family do nothing but play video games the whole time. <laughs> The uh, I, I I get excited as a soccer fan, uh, especially like English Premier and German um, Bundesliga um, football. But they uh, because of the nineteen fourteen World War One truce, where the Germans and the Brits played soccer in the middle of the no man's land between the trenches. They both both countries have a huge. Um, they make a big deal about Christmas, about the Christmas games. I think the English Premier League gets something like 40 games in four days or something like that. Like huh. almost every team in the league, I believe, is playing two games in four days. Um, and then Germany's the same way, and they usually have like a moment of like remembrance and stuff. But uh, Did not know that. No yeah, kidding. so yeah, real quick, just a short history lesson. 1914, um, Christmas Day uh, kind of came up, and the Germans on their side started putting candles like up on the trench lips and... They started putting in the Christmas trees and the pines, and they were squared off against the Brits. And uh, they just said, 
fuck it, we're going to celebrate Christmas. And so they started seeing Christmas carols and ha- lighting all these candles and stuff. And the Brits were like, yeah, well, we can do that too. So they started singing English Christmas carols back at them. Um, a lot of times, you know, same melody, same song, right, different right. lyrics. And uh, like uh, they did on Band of Brothers. Yeah, pretty much. They, yeah. yeah, they did the same thing kind of in the Battle of Bastogne. Um, but uh, yeah, in World War One, the, the Germans slowly started to cl- climb out of their trenches and waving white flags like don't shoot us you know what i mean and the brits came out as well and then they kind of met no man's land and started giving each other candy and food and cigarettes and then they ended up deciding like fuck it let's play a soccer game and they ended up like the germans versus the english played a soccer game in the middle of christmas day and uh and they still you know 103 years later they still kind of make a big deal about that happening you know because it's absolutely incredible. I mean, these people took a day off from like killing each other, and right. then the next day went right back into it. You know what I mean? And just it's 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 really one of those things that I just I absolutely am glued to the TV. You know, Saturday, Sunday, and then usually the day after Christmas they do these big events. <laughs> they do a big Boxing Day, you know, because it's right. a big holiday in England. Um, but uh, yeah, they do the big Boxing Day matches, and like every team in the league will play um, Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday, 26. Yeah. So, yeah, it's exciting for me. Like, I, I love I love that kind of sport, and I love that they still kind of have that, that, that moment that they kind of remember. No it's kidding. fascinating. Yeah, no really kidding. cool. Yeah. So that, that's an inspiring <laughs> Christmas story. Yeah. But I have to wonder, what do you think a Trump Christmas is like? I mean, what, what do you oh, give man. for a gift that... What do you give to somebody that who has thinks, it all? Yeah, that has it all. I mean, are are you giving them a willpower? Uh, well, they have money. that. So I mean, well, either before or after. I mean, are we talking like they they give each other like private islands? Do they, they give each other like um like third world governments that they're getting ready to overthrow? Well, where do you think you get a wish I mean, list? Like, yeah, I mean, do you what? do you think like Ivanka's like registered at Amazon? You know, does she have a Christmas? I I, I have a yeah. Christmas wish list that I keep updated year round. Right. You know. Because the wife or maybe her grandparent or something is like, I don't know what to get him this year. Hey, here's my Amazon wish list. Here's like 20 things like I, I, I wouldn't mind having. Yeah, I don't know what the Trumps do. Hmm. Like, what do you do? It's got to be just jewelry, helicopters, planes. Um, the opportunity KFC. to uh, to burn paperwork that includes um, Russian intel. Yeah, there you go. On the United States. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's become a it's 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 quickly becoming a uh, Trump tradition. Yeah, yeah. To uh, you know, guess what I bought off the CIA guess. that you get to burn. <laughs> guess whose private emails I just got. <laughs> you know, so I gotta so. I, I gotta wonder because I mean you know we we all obviously grew up being ourselves and with our own family and sure we we all picture Christmas being exactly what it was that we grew up with as far as Christmas goes and our own traditions and who usually fights when and you know what what family member <laughs> you know usually storms off and pouts for the last couple hours of the night you know everyone Jeez. has that but <laughs> you know what what's it like for them like like I don't know. does trump overeat and they put him to bed by 6 and then everyone else I stays up drinking like 300 year old brandy or something yeah. i mean i have to imagine there's well i mean if i remember right from the campaign trail last year is trump swears that he's like never drank right like is, isn't that yeah yeah that's that that's a, that's one of his things that he, he doesn't drink he never has blah 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 which to me you know you you and I, I I'm a huge Kiss fan I know you grew up with Kiss I don't know if you're a fan but you know like when I hear like Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons like oh, I've never drank or done drugs I'm like really like they had their own vices though he, well yeah, yeah for sure yeah and that's kind of how I view Trump yeah 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 that's that's absolutely <laughs> which accurate. may absolutely be Trump's uh, excuse too well and that's you know and I think that with him. 
I mean, it's obvious what his other vices were. One of my favorite, I hope it. Tr- I hope well, getting it's peed true. on, so we hear. Yeah, getting peed <laughs> yeah. on is one of them for sure. That's a tradition. Um, for and I wonder if there's like a 24-hour, 48-hour diet that that woman is stricken to leading up to. Like, does she have to eat like only McDonald's? Does she only eat asparagus for 72 oh, hours? God. I mean, Ugh. I mean, how does this work? I don't know. Um, but I guess one of my bigger questions is, or. For the, I, you know, I hope it's true that we keep talking about uh, White House senior advisor, of course, um, said that Trump uh, downs about a 12-pack of Diet Coke a day. I heard that, yeah. I mean, that's insane. with whatever that weird chemical is that's supposed to kill brain aspartame? cells. Aspartame? Yeah, aspartame. They're, they said it's supposed to be um, actually remarkably addictive yeah. for being an FDA-cleared well, sugar substitute. Well, they also found that like, Diet Coke is kind of like what gives you like that spare tire. Like they, There's something about the, the chemical in diet soft drinks that it really um, attributes to that. Yeah, that flab, those love handles that you and so get. between that and him personally renting out a KFC for the day just to continually like give him food, which is not a joke. He's which done the same already. Thing with he's Arby's. scum because he would go to Popeyes. Right, Any rational right. American would go to Popeyes. Man, chicken. yeah, that's how Fucking my wife's a, right? entire pregnancy has Come been on. is oh, us doing Popeyes lucky. like twice a week. Lucky. I know it's it's treated me real well. Ugh, um, but I mean, that's... and rice and spicy chicken, man. Oh, oh yeah, God. good God. God, that sounds great. But I mean, so I, I don't. My wife not I, I really don't think that it's a, it's it's a mystery on if he's not a drinker. He obviously isn't, but he fulfills it with other vices. Well, yeah, he he's, so, I mean, he's gluttonous and yeah. just yeah, he's a. Gross so I'm pig not. Man. When people said, you know, I'm, you know, he's not a drinker. It's like I'm not surprised looking at him and yeah. You know, seeing what some of his habits are, I'm really not surprised. Yeah, I guess so. I guess if I didn't have like booze and. Oh, I'd, I'd be an overeater drugs. for sure. Yeah, I'd be an overeater. Yeah, I mean, without well, doubt. I mean, yeah, since you've known me, I've gone from... I mean, literally, in the, like, the 10 years you and I have known each other, I've weighed everything from 210 to 280 to 225-ish, which is what right. I am now. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's very easy to be like, well, I mean, hey, even, guess what? James, I kicked opiates. Also, I've gained 70 pounds. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. But, by the way... Well, and I, <laughs> I mean, I took a huge step up in food since I quit smoking. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's... Uh, not only... I mean, the bigger part of it was, like, I can actually taste food now. I can appreciate yes. things like mozzarella cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think... I thought that was just filler cheese It's beforehand. a super bland. Yeah, yeah super bland. cheese, yeah. So now I appreciate food so much more because I can taste it so much, you know... It's it has a d- different depth to it when you're tasting it I'm now. I'm gonna make you and Ren so, a five sure. pound brick of farmer's cheese. A farmer's cheese. Have you ever had that? Uh, nope. No. Oh, dude, you just take whole milk and you make. It, I'll make you some. It's absolutely fantastic. If you're if you're starting to enjoy mozzarella, it's something that you'll just spread on everything for like a week and then it goes bad. But it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's super. If you ever wanted like just take two three pounds of cheese for about five dollars, like I highly recommend everybody look up a recipe for farmer's cheese. It's just whole milk lemon juice and then whatever seasonings you want to put in it and as you can just spread it all over everything huh. it's absolutely fantastic huh uh, yeah i will make you i'm sure trump out. knows something about farmer he cheese. probably does yeah i mean but it's just <laughs> not, not a surprise that like you know me. that his his vices are you know obviously more acceptable than say you know banging heroin in the oval office which would i i kind of wish he did yeah, I mean, we we I could probably have a much a uh, yes yeah, sh- a much more shorter lived uh, presidency, but him taking on um I mean I guess that kind of makes it so much more <laughs> ironic for him taking on the so called opiate crisis. <laughs> so they're taking on the opiate crisis, but in the meantime they're cutting all the resources that they would use to battle the so called opiate crisis. So how they're going to solve it with no money, no financing, nothing, nobody knows. Well, in the meantime, even though no, there was no law surrounding it or anything, they're trying to peel away the Obama's, you know, influence to be healthy. Right, right, right. So they're getting, it's just awfully ironic. 
Let's <laughs> overeat and pretend we're going to fight opiate addiction by I'm not doing it. anything. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I mean, uh, the opioid epidemic is is, is kind of crazy right now. But actually, compared to like, say, obesity, it actually dropped our life expectancy in the United States for the first time in sixty years. Our life expectancy has actually gone down. It's decreased instead of increased due to the opioid crisis. Yes, that is wild. Yeah, I mean, it's probably better for planet Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Less people is always a. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, oh man, I don't know. Like, I mean, obesity and obesity-related causes, diseases, whatever, I mean, has to still be the number one epidemic. I mean, because even cancer, I mean, like all the research has come out in the last couple of months about, like, linking sugar and cancer is just through the roof. Um, well, and don't forget, we are the leader in colon cancer. And yeah. that is absolutely, they've they've shown time and time again, that is um, that's that's primarily meat, right? from, um, I mean, red meat's a big one, yeah. but primarily from processed foods, right. preservatives, and overeating. Yeah. And so, I mean, those right there, again, we're all in the, we're all still falling in the same ballpark. And here we are right in the middle of the overeating season. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, into it. I'm, o- I'm only looking out for me, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's for it. 100%. Yeah, that, that's, that's been it. my philosophy for just about everything nowadays. It's just like people try to start like an argument or a conversation about like, oh, man, Republicans versus Democrats, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I just don't care. Yeah. Does it affect me? I don't. I, I'm really... I. I you know I me. Mean? I'm starting to get to that age where I, I really do feel like I'm getting too old for shit. Like I, I'm starting to look at devices and stuff and go, yeah, I don't need to learn all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I, I get it now. You know what I mean? I get why. Like when, you know, when when the the, the baby boomers look at an iPhone and go, yeah, I don't get mess. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of getting to that point already, and I'm just it's so much life. Maybe I don't know. Well, I just, I mean, I think that um, I can't take I've it. gotten that, I've started getting, politics for me are now more of a, more of a scoff or a laugh in the morning. Like it's, they, it's your Spanish soap operas. Yeah, yeah, that's my Spanish soap opera. Yeah. So now it's more entertainment than anything, because I mean, yeah, does politics affect us? Absolutely. Yeah. The, I mean, again, well, with Trump in office, I mean, uh, my property tax has gone up. Um, mm-hmm. This new tax cut, which is actually a tax increase for everyone that doesn't own a yacht, that actually could, on average, anybody who earns under three hundred twelve thousand dollars a year as a household income, could end up paying up to twenty thousand dollars more in taxes per year. Sweet. How that makes so sense, I don't know. This. So yeah, it affects me. <laughs> but I mean, am I? What's the thing is like people. Yeah, people I guess love I guess we're becoming numb to the it. Eighties, you know, and then go, wow, look what trickle down economics did for us. And it's like, it yeah, did. for a decade, absolutely fantastic. But then and, the early '90s rolled in, and, and that was, was before immediately. And that's yeah, I mean that just kills me. Everyone just, pretends like Reagan was a fantastic president. Yeah, he was. And yeah, he because for his time, <laughs> yeah. that worked. And then Bush Senior came in, and it was just like fuckered it all. Yeah, up. and yeah, and, and so well, the, he didn't do anything. He was just he was just cry. the next guy for the process. Like, oh, we're now in stage three of trickle down economics. Right. By the way, Reagan out. Like Bush Senior, this is your problem. And yeah, you're going to deal with a recession every time. It's going to work. And for a short time, people are going to be like, this is fantastic. But right. it's ultimately always going to fucking fail. Like, and cause the next recession. Yeah, it's going to happen, man. Oh, and I, I totally agree. And that's one of the things that kills me is that they, you know, and also one thing to keep in mind is during the whole Reaganomics period and also the early aspects of Bush Sr., mm-hmm. there were corporate mandates on them paying taxes. There's corporate mandates on we how much of this money. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, so gonna it's not going to have the same yeah. effects. And yeah. I mean, I, I know I went on a rant on Facebook, which was for me more recently had been a little less like me, but there is literally a stipulation in the new bill 
on giving a tax break for fuel designed for luxury watercrafts. Yeah, yeah, that is literally a incredible. tax break on for fuel yachts. for yachts. Yeah, that yeah. is not a joke. That is absolutely in there. So it just it's it's a little ironic. I guess we're all just becoming numb to politics. Yeah, we're kind of becoming oh, yeah. the ostrich it's, with it's the head just, in the sand because we can't do it at the working class level. Do. There's yeah, there's well, nothing. I, I, my niece is constantly like, "Who voted for this?" And this is like the American people. Like when you vote for your representative, and that person goes on to vote for yeah. these ridiculous notions and ideas. Um, be it net neutrality or this tax cut oh, or whatever. Yeah, let's, we don't even need to get into yeah, that. Today. It's but, too painful right now. We'll have to get to it later. Well, she she is just, you know, she's 20. She's kind of getting into the world for the first time. And she's just like, you know, and there's a part of her I can, I can, I, I sense her frustration. It's just like, how did I make it all the way through high school? And I still don't know how this all works. And it's just like, you, you can't stop learning. You have to keep going. You have to keep, you know, seeking out the knowledge and you can't stop. You know, and because the difference between you versus the people that are voting for this is that you don't stop. Like you have to constantly it, it, it is it is a part time job staying informed as to what is constantly going on. All yeah, the time. I mean it has to be a hobby. Yeah, it's exactly. basically how yes, it what's it's, what's come down to a part time job or a hobby. Because it's, it's not yeah, when you don't you. view it as one of those two, that's where these things pass and That's they come to exactly. like you got all of people within our the same you know pe, you know tax brackets that you and I are right. in voting for Trump because they think they're going to get tax breaks yeah, or like, now no, no not, not even Trump <laughs> voting for Republicans because right. they think they're going to get tax right. breaks not the fucking case yeah not, not, not you will pay more so they can yeah. pay less and if you're already employed tough shit because yeah. you're not getting a new job if you're curious you as nothing. to what Paul Ryan's doing <laughs> go read an Ayn Rand book yeah if you absolutely must subject yourself to that Horrible or city's torture. Go read it. Another Rand. one. Another one. Now I I got to throw a disclaimer out. I know you're into a lot of libertarian <laughs> beliefs and ideologies. Can be. Yeah, can yeah, be. Yeah. Okay, that's about real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. I personally have never been. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things like personal independence of freedom that I really believe in. Like you know, that's where I kind of draw the people, line with libertarians. Yeah. It's just like let me do my fucking thing. If I don't hurt anybody, yeah, don't bother me. Yeah. If I want to collect rainwater. Yeah. Don't fucking arrest me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. That's, so that's really where it I'm comes from I'm on that boat, yeah. too, but one of the only <laughs> kind of public view... So, And I'm not talking about... Um, what was his name? Johnson. I'm not talking yes. about Johnson. Yeah, Gary Johnson. So just like um, Sanders' so-called caucuses with Democrats, but he uh -huh. calls himself a independent socialist, um, Rand Paul... Um, calls himself a libertarian, but caucuses with Republicans. Right. And exactly. I call bullshit on him saying libertarian anything. Oh, he's so full of shit. And so, yeah. but there was, was a tweet. Yeah, pure government control and um, enforcing law per the Bible, King James version only. Um, you know, <laughs> the white so, people edition. <laughs> the white people edition. That's right. <laughs> but he um, he put out a pretty pretty hilarious tweet yesterday. He said that he is opening the investigation onto oh, Obama's cronies yes. Yes. Um, to, on, and on their attempts to interfere with Trump becoming president. Like, what okay, wait, wait, cunt. wait, yeah. wait, wait, <laughs> let's hold off a second. You're, you're the guy that was going rampant on the health care bill when they were trying to repeal it because Republicans wouldn't share it with anybody. Right. Understandably so, and, you're, and for a second I was like, man, this guy may actually have some salt on his beef. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. He may have some salt on his beef. Yeah. But now with that one, it's like you have officially bent the knee just like the rest of them. Yes, bent the knee. It just, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's really what's become. It's become a weird GOP cult. Yeah. How, how else can it you explain has, it? Yeah, 100%. They all I cheer for Trump. They all they all lick his asshole right in public view. Well, I mean, I would, I would like to bring insane. up the, his, his whole notion of, like, which I don't quite understand this 
Trump's uh, idea of like, we're going back to the moon. You know, oh. I, I, am a, I am a science NASA, like, fuck yeah, let's fun shit. Yeah. Let's do Me too. fun, yeah. cool stuff like this. And even I am just like, there is zero, Reason. zero point to going to the moon. Short of no. weaponizing it into a Death Star, uh, there there's is, no reason There's a very obvious and immediate point <laughs> okay. to take the funds, resources away from True. climate change yeah. studies. Because that's, yes. exact, that's because we haven't had an active space program. Yeah, um, we've got act, funding. Yeah, we, yeah. So now that's what they've been doing is their number one mission is to protect planet Earth. Yeah, and so that's what well the now we need to protect risk. it from aliens. Yes, well moon aliens. <laughs> moon so, aliens. Speaking of, we need to weaponize it. Okay, so speaking we can of, shoot down Russian, you know, uh, nuclear weapons. So I have to hop. I have to hop. Um, hop subjects on this. Okay. We can come back Let's later go. if we need to. Let's but um, so I've never liked Blink One A Two. Oh, are we oh, gonna get into the fucking yeah. Tom DeLonge? Oh, alien fucking shit? A we are. That guy's a fucking Dude. idiot. So that, hold on. No. So bear with me on this, like. So I've never liked it. I've I've never liked their music. And, and in all honesty, maybe I'm biased against them because I've never even liked that genre. They're trash. They're, They're trash, trash man. <laughs> yes. So, however, Tom DeLonge has for a long time been a alien conspiracist. Yes. I love the idea of aliens. I do too. I and absolutely do. I really hope I get to see one. That there's proof. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Minus the probes. Um. But outside of that, I mean, I really hope so. Now. At first, when I first saw this, I think Drew is sharing some of that skepticism. I was skeptical, too. <laughs> he has launched um, a program or... It's, yeah, it's, it's essentially um, some sort of company. Organization, yeah. company, whatever you want to call it, called um, To The Stars. Again, yes. it's called To The Stars. Um, uh, and it's committed to basically finding, finding extraterrestrial life. Yes. And so, however, so at first I was like, oh, get the fuck out. This is fucking stupid. I won't trust you with that. You know, that is, I've that always. Is, that's your skeptic voice. Yeah, that's, yeah, my, that's okay. my skeptic voice. I know for that sure. voice. Yeah. He, he knows it well. Anywhere. But because I've usually, for studies like that and papers, I've actually looked. I mean, Chile actually has um, a state ran government program dedicated yes. to that. And there's a couple other countries, especially in uh, South America, um, that have that kind of commitment. And I usually look to um, their papers and stuff like that to learn that kind right. of stuff. And, um, and they really, and you know, I really get into that. However, so when I saw his, I was really skeptical, and I was like, Meh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you seen who he's brought on? Well, I know he's brought on some big name very, like very officials and stuff like that, but I'm still just, I'm not. But here's the thing. Go listen he's to not, the Rogan podcast. He's not the guy it's that's so off. suspicious, dude. He, it, sound, it's, it sounds like a pyramid scheme. It, it, like a Rapunzel scheme. Or it, I, can't, I can't imagine that this is all legit. I can't. Because like he's in charge of essentially like making movies that are scripted to brace Americans for the fact that aliens do exist, and that's like his one job. Wait, you wait, wait, you ready to go real conspiracy here? Let's go. Why do you think alien movies took off right before the Roswell sightings happened? <sighs> that's there's some real uh, to to prepare. Yeah, I know that was just always a fun one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, not a believer in that specifically. No, I, but the thing is, is I am yeah. actually a believer. Like, I don't believe in ghosts and all that nonsense. As Stephen Hawking said, atheist, but I do Stephen, believe in aliens. Uh, Steve, my favorite quote as far as finding extraterrestrial life is Stephen Hawking's 
Um, and he actually has an actual formula for it. Not like I would fucking understand whether it's accurate <laughs> or not, but he has an actual formula showing that it is a mathematical impossibility for there not to be extraterrestrial life. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. Within our galaxy, yes, yeah. not not our specific it may solar only system, be like but within the, the Milky Way. Size of a single cell, it could be a single cell organism. It Which could be we some all sort of bacteria. Out with, so I'd but be okay the with fact that. of the matter is, and that's one thing is I think people. That is one thing that I personally. Um, what do you need? I'm sorry. That thing. Oh, yes, of course. Um, yeah, I, I do believe, and I think that most Americans aren't ready for the fact that, like, most, um, I, I think most people assume that when we do find extraterrestrial life, it's going to be, like, bipeds who speak and blah, 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 blah. But I think most of the real UFOologists, or, you know what I mean, people that are into that sort of thing, I think we're all willing to accept that, like, we'd be perfectly fine with a single-celled organism of some kind. You know what I mean? Like, that's more than a bug, a bacteria, anything. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. A virus, just some sort of a plant. Maybe I mean, not just... go completely total recall with mm-hmm. the side characters, but, you know, something. And I mean, yeah. I, I just, there's so much out there that we haven't gotten to look into due to money, blah, blah, blah. I mean, um, the Kepler... Um, the Kepler twins, um, those planets alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that they, they have one that was very, very similar to um, uh, Earth and Pangaea, and um, but its uh, its twin sister planet is a pure ocean planet. Yes, they're right next to each other, and we can we have visual on it, but obviously we can't zoom in, uh, zoom in enough to see you know nude sunbathing aliens or anything along What's those lines. Yeah, I, I'm sure I wouldn't know what I was looking at, but I'd be attracted to it. Yeah. Um, but. So, I mean, it is just, I mean, I'm sure I do need to look into it more, but the fact that he hired the, um, the ex head of, um, basically projects like that for the CIA and the state department, he's hired both of them to basically lead the cause on it. And because he's not a scientist, doesn't know anything. Yeah. I'm sure it's his company. He he doesn't even know how to play guitar. I mean, mean, (laughs) mean, the guy is, you know, he's got one power cord under his belt and then, you know, he's. You know, I mean, I'll give him credit where credit's due. I mean, the guy made a hell of a lot of money. More money than I ever did playing guitar, that's for sure. I mean, he's, yeah, he, he just opened a uh, space research, you know, yeah. company. So Meanwhile, will, we're will podcasting I, in my garage. Yeah. Will, will, will yeah. I take it as seriously as, you know, SpaceX or Maybe it's time we the really secret start... stuff Elon Musk is doing but doesn't talk about? Well, he launched so, a, a SpaceX shuttle yesterday. Yeah, he did. And I mean, there is, he is about his secrecy around his space projects rivaled the government. Yeah. He actually has a waiver and a, um, basically a liberty <coughs> with the United States government on certain space projects where they just simply do not get to know what he's doing. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, Fun. that's some real power. Yeah. Real power. And who, who kicked him off his, his or uh, their business council? I don't know. Trump did. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, okay, sorry. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, well, yeah, he was just like, I'm going to flat out leave if you refuse to acknowledge all the science and blah, 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 blah. And Trump was like, yeah, watch this. And then he did it. And he's like, all right, well. Watch this. You're not allowed to say the word science-based. Oh, God. <laughs> science-based evidence. Now been banned. What, However, what? the director of the CDC came back and said, um, in no way, shape, or form will we adhere to a politician trying to ban uses of the English language. Yeah. It was something along those lines. Like, we can't use quote. the word fetus anymore. How are these crazy anti-abortionists supposed to fucking uh, picket and stuff, Planned Parenthoods? Right. What are they supposed right. to call them? You know what I mean? Fuck them. Assholes. Monsters. <laughs> anyway. So, back to Christmas <laughs> cheer, because, I mean, there was Let's a couple things we obviously had to, you know, get back at and get back into. Um, but back to Christmas cheer. <laughs> what is your best and or worst Christmas memories? 
So my earliest Christmas memory Santa is arguably Claus one of my best. Is Santa Claus is oh, okay? Feel free with that, but again, yeah, Santa yeah. Claus stories are accepted. Go ahead. Oh no, that's fine. Um, so when I had to have been oh, one of our phones, I think it's yours. Yeah, I'm thinking getting feedback. Um, one of one of my earliest Christmas memories is this is this had to have been 1989, 1990. Um, I was in Germany, probably three, four years old, and my parents bought me a handful of the Ninja Turtle action figures. And I had, you know, the four essential characters. I had, you know, uh, the turtles. And then I had Shredder. I think they got me like two of the Foot Clan, um, Baxter, the human fly guy. I want to say they had the, the van. And my dad took a bunch of cardboard boxes, flipped them upside down, and painted them to like look like a New York cityscape. And oh, okay. so I okay. came out Christmas morning. I still remember this. Came out Christmas morning and all the Ninja Turtles, and it was like they were battling on the rooftops. And it was just the fucking rat. It, it, it See, who, needs, who needs Jesus on Christmas? Yeah, who needs Jesus <laughs> when you have the Ninja Turtles? And uh, <laughs> But I still, to this day, I remember that. It's, it's my first real memory of Christmas. And it's not to say that other Christmases have been better or worse. It's just I, that will always stick with me. It's these, these these bright yellow. He painted them yellow, I think, and then just drew the, you know, like skyscraper windows, doors, buildings, and all that stuff. And it literally looked like a display that you'd see at like a comic book shop or something. It was just like this is right. so fucking rad. And uh, for me, that I, I think it may be my best, only because it is you know it's the earliest. I think it's the earliest memory I have is is seeing this. You know, um, you know, in in the apartment or whatever that we lived in in Heidelberg, Germany at the time, and it just I I I'll always remember that. And then, uh, God, I'm trying to think, man. Like worst Christmases, I don't know. I've always had pretty decent Christmases. I mean, you know, we've had. I will say that one of my best Christmas memories actually was when I was just twenty twenty one. Me and my dad, we put together a bunch of care packages for a bunch of his soldiers, and we drove all the way um, to Fort Carson. We made about a 30-minute drive to, to Fort Carson in the middle of like a fucking blizzard. And uh, we we dropped off all these individual care packages at the barracks, and we put one in front of each door. And um, that was that was an amazing Christmas for me. And I, I don't, you know, the only the only gift that I got, I remember the next morning, woke up and the neighbors had invited us over for dinner and my dad pretty much just handed me like a PX bag and he was like, Hey man, Merry Christmas. And it was just a, it was like an iPod classic or an iPod video. You know what I mean? And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, fuck yeah. And I, st- I still have it. And, and, uh, that was, that was a great Christmas for me too. Like it was just, it was, it was awesome. Like going out to Fort, you know, Fort Carson and dropping off all these gifts and stuff at like one, two in the morning and went to the MP station, man. And we ate like bread pudding and stuff and poured heavy cream all over and it was delicious. And, <laughs> yeah, is that th- those are probably my two best um, Christmas memories. Um, the first, the first Christmas I had with with Shelly was absolutely wonderful. And, you know, the first two Christmases, um, the first Christmas I had with her and her and her and her daughters and stuff was a great Christmas. And then the following year, we had our first um, Christmas with our son. Um, those Christmases were great, but yeah, I've I've been pretty fortunate in that you know I've I've had pretty decent. Christmases. I mean, I can't really think of, uh, you know, I've had some bad gifts here and there, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think for me, those, those like three or four Christmases really stand out for me as being like my all time, all time favorite Christmases, man. There you go. Good stuff. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have any awful, awful Christmas memories. I'm sure 
if anybody wants to share them, you can always <laughs> yeah. call on into us and share them. Yeah. Um, but I guess um, as far as Christmas memories, the the only ones was um, was um, when I found out Santa Claus isn't real, and then the reaffirmation <laughs> that Santa Claus isn't real. Yeah. Uh, my dad was one of those goofy Shriner guys. Okay. Little hats, little cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, children drives. Yeah, Fez yeah. hats. And so um, it was always painful cool. to go to their little Christmas gatherings uh-huh. because it was pretty much like put a bunch of like pack of rabid children together that don't know each other, expect them to entertain right. themselves while they do all their weird shiner stuff and drink, you know? Totally and so, <laughs> yeah, it was always incredibly painful. You're actually, con- you're convincing me to join this group. Like, it's actually, like good... <laughs> it's actually, from what I understand, the Shriners are actually the get your foot in the water for Freemasonry. Oh yeah. 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 I'm into so, it. Sure, um, but but I want to join a cult. That's uh, you're just, not going to stop me. Yeah, no, no, feel free. I mean, at least you get a cool hat out of the deal. You're goddamn right. But they, um, one of the aspects of it was, um, you know, they had their own Santa Claus there, which mm-hmm. I'm sure was just the drunkest member of the Shriners for that Whoever, local chapter, yeah, Dad, and whatever you call us, yeah, the fattest <laughs> and grayest. And um, and so they basically required, you know, you go and you have your child's gift with the name card written out clearly. Mm-hmm. Because Santa, even though he's supposed to know who everyone is, he would go and grab the present, really awkwardly read out your first and last name out loud and mi- mispronounce your last name. Of course, of course. And expect that Stouffer. you know it's... Yeah, Stouffer, Stouffer. <laughs> and um, so I remember like getting ready. You know, All the kids are like impatient. They know the present time is coming up for the one present you, know, you yeah, got at yeah. that gathering. And I remember seeing my now ex-stepmom waddle up to the front with a (laughs) little gift bag that said, you know, it was a Power Rangers gift bag. I was like, oh, she was probably just helping out Santa. Yeah. And then sure enough, you mispronounced my name and, (laughs) you know, I I get this gift. It was just like a little handheld, one of those like almost disposable handheld video Video games. games. Oh, those are the fucking best, And it was a Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a a Power Rangers one that was pretty cool, but, uh, you know, it kind of hit me and I was like, Dad, if Santa Claus knows who I am and he got it for me, A, why was she carrying it up there? And B, why doesn't he know our name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he's magic. It's yeah. like, that doesn't explain doesn't anything. Explain anything. <laughs> no. And so I, like I was Jesus already Christ. like on the fritz, like, I don't think this is real. Yeah. I think this is horseshit. And so, and given this is within the same year I found out pro wrestling's fake, so I was heartbroken. <sighs> And so true. then with and that's not true. <laughs> and, so, and so it was just like the following week, you know, was actual Christmas where I was with my mom and now ex stepdad. Uh-huh. And um, ex stepdad got so drunk that when he was trying to sneak a present under the tree in the middle of the night, he fell head first into the tree oh, and no. knocked everything over. And so I came out with half wrapped presents, drunk stepdad swearing and throwing ornaments. And so I. <laughs> It's it's good to like that's how I found out Santa Claus. Sure, sure. A lot of people have I you know you have all these really secure, strong, bonded households where yeah. they just tell their kids. Yeah. And the rest of us are like, let me tell you how I found out. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I mean if I did have a bad, it was still made for good Christmas, you know, family time, all that. But those would be if I do have a bad <laughs> bad Christmas memories. It's finding out Santa Claus isn't real from drunk stepdad yeah. throwing ornaments with a fake tree laying on. Why is stepdad Steve laying on the Christmas tree? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did he scare Santa off? Do I not get anything? Was what, that awful? Yeah. Why is he in? Why isn't he in bed? Because Santa's not gonna come if he's not asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh so. no, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. That would. If I do have a bad memory, that that week 
where it was kind of, is Santa Claus real? Now I definitely know sure, it's not. Sure. That would be it. And Do you then, have any, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, and I just, I was among the first among my friends to find out. So yeah. like me have to keep that secret and like be right. bitter about it. <laughs> While everybody else is still. Yeah, the, like, like they still have the magic yeah, of yeah. Christmas. And I'm like, just like, man. The majesty of it all. Yeah. No, you can't have anything from fucking Santa. Cause Santa's not real. That's your mom taking notes. <laughs> I was just going to ask if you, uh, uh what do you have any Christmas traditions? Um, I mean, like something that if this if 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 A doesn't happen, this isn't Christmas. It's ruined. You know, um, I was kind of indifferent to Christmas through most of my years. I mean, we're talking like teenager through you know up until me and my wife got together. Christmas was really you know, my mom had this little two foot tall fake Christmas tree that would go on the, um, that pretty much go on the um on the coffee table and yeah. never really any strong Christmas traditions. Cause I grew up with my parents being um, divorced. divorced yeah. And so it was never a one and all big family thing. I'd split half my time between one family's yeah. house and the other. And it was mostly, I was the only kid. So no, there wasn't real strong traditions, anything yeah. like that until um, me and my wife got serious when we were dating and started spending holidays with each other. Cause then at that point, her traditions when, became your traditions. exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, her family grew up in a religion where um, holidays and birthdays weren't allowed. So like literally like there were yeah, Jehovah's yeah, witnesses. Yeah. So nothing that supported paganism, like for like having material gifts under a pagan tree in your, yeah. you know, living room. But, um, one thing that she does that I hate to admit it, but it's become pretty deeply ingrained in me is they do, um, Christmas Eve. Um, everyone gets to open one present. It's not a present you pick. It's the present that That's my mother-in-law you. Jen yes. gives you. <laughs> and every year it's, she theme every year, everyone gets a new set of pajamas mm -hmm. and the entire family is themed the same. Yeah, so it's okay. super painfully cheesy. Yeah. So like one year we I've all seen had, the pictures. yeah, Drew's seen the pictures. One <laughs> year, everybody, oh yeah. Um, one year, especially if it's a sport I don't like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, one year, well, what Drew just referred to is, um, we're all Denver Broncos fans. So one year, everybody had Denver Broncos pajamas so pajama right. pants and new denver broncos right. shirt another year it was all superhero fleece onesies that's adorable. another year yeah yeah i was batman Rin yeah. was a uh, superwoman adorable. um yeah and then um you know it just kind of unfolds like that so usually on christmas eve we um you know we all open that one gift and in right. the pajamas they make us take a couple painful photos and everyone cooks <laughs> these um yeah everyone will drink a cocktail and also they that's when all the ladies cook the desserts for Christmas oh, Day. Oh okay, that's cool. Is that night. So that's kind of been our we have the pajama tradition, tradition too. It's it's, yeah. it's always some sort of pair. It's the it's it's what the elves bring. You know what I mean? That yeah, that exactly. was always what it was in our family. Yeah. Is the elves and and this year we decided we're gonna go slippers. You know because it's like. We started looking at all the pajamas. It's like that's we're, we're kind of at that weird point where nobody wants to tell my mother-in-law because they don't want to ruin it. So yeah, we are constantly in the year-to-year -year dilemma. Like shit, I can't yeah. throw out my Star Wars pajamas from three yeah. years ago. One hundred percent. Yeah, everything's still legit. But I mean, I literally yeah. I have more pajama pants yeah. at this point. Ninety percent of the time, I sleep in my boxers. I yeah. don't like pajama pants or something. I'll throw them on a Saturday. Yes, or I Sunday also have a working snowing. furnace. Yeah, so exactly. I don't sleep in pajamas. One hundred percent. So this year we were like, you know what? This year we'll mix it up. We're you know, and I think we've done like robes in the past and in, in lieu of pajamas. And this year we're like we're gonna go slippers because we have more than enough pajamas. Let's just go, you know. Slippers. That's a good idea. And actually, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I got to pick. I get to pick my own slippers, and I got ACDC ones, which is kind of rad. And uh, <laughs> you know, and like two, three years ago, I think Shelly, rather than give me like a full pajama set, it was just like just give me a pair of pajama pants and a pair of slippers. And I've actually worn these 
to Annie's house my Rocky slippers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so I enjoy my Rocky slippers. And this year, they're getting a little old, so it's, it's time to step it up. But uh, yeah, for us, like yeah, the the, the Christmas Eve tradition of pajamas. Um, as long as I can remember, I, I have to imagine it's all thirty-one Christmases, thirty Christmases I've had cinnamon rolls for breakfast. It is a big fucking tradition. Okay, we do like the Pillsbury can. I usually make a little bit of extra icing on the side, you know what I mean, which is just like water and sugar and stuff, essentially. Yeah. But um, yeah, cinnamon rolls. That that is a key. You know, you wake up, the parents, you preheat the oven, you go and you open presents. You know, you put the cinnamon rolls in. That's 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 always our go-to breakfast. Like you got to have the cinnamon rolls. And and uh, growing up in like a military family, I, I got, I guess, spoiled. For me, Christmas is like I don't want to go anywhere. Like, and, and when I met Shelly, it was the complete opposite. It was just like, oh, Christmas, we spend all day driving to each other's this house, houses. This house, that house, that house, And I yeah. fucking hate that. Because I, yeah. again, I grew up 16 of the 18 years of my adult life. I spent my Christmases in Germany. So for me, Christmas is like, I don't want to get out of my pajamas. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's nothing you can do to make me leave this house. We had to kind of get used to that, too. Because we used to be more than the same. Yeah. With just, it was just a, you know, after presents, just a chill day and eating. Yep. Um, but, yeah, once the wife and I got together, we started splitting our time. Yeah. And I, I, I my thing now is just, like, if you want to hang out with us, you have Christmas Eve and you have after Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, but the, Christmas Day, don't Oof. fucking show up in my house. I'm not going anywhere. We like, are getting to that point because we have a baby on yeah, the way yeah. come the um, you know April. Yeah. So we are finally going to go back to, you know, we'll go somewhere for Christmas Eve, but everyone else has to come yeah, here. Yeah, so if, and that's exactly it. It's that. like if you want to come to my house and you don't mind everybody being dressed in pajamas, fine. But like, no exactly. offense or buts, am I fucking leaving anywhere? I actually got a text from my son the other day. She's like. Making lasagna for Christmas dinner. You guys coming over? And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> nope. Like, I have vowed to not even look at my car Christmas morning. Like, so if you want to steal my car, Christmas Eve night would be a great night to do it. Because I'm not going to notice until December 26th. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I don't want to go anywhere near my fucking car. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere near anybody else's house. Like, I'm not leaving my house. If you want to drop presents off, be my guest. Throw them out the window at the front door you, as you pass. Exactly. Text me. <laughs> I just threw six presents on the front lawn. Cool. Move it along. We'll like, send the kids it. out to get them. Exactly. But I, I refuse, man. And like the first couple years we were together, like I was just like, this sucks. This is the fucking worst. Because I mean, especially like I think of it as from the kids' point of view. It's just like, hey, here's all the shit you really want. By the way, you're not gonna touch it for six hours because we're spending the rest of the day out. You're going to come home at 8 o'clock tonight, and it's going to be too late to really do anything. And you're going to be tired. Yeah. And cranky. And it's just like, go the yeah. fuck to bed. And it's just like, no, we're not doing that. Like, it is, we're not getting out of our pajamas. I love to get like a book around Christmas time, and I will just read it in one sitting on Christmas Day. I absolutely love that. There you go. I love it. Um, real quick, while we bask in our Christmas glory, let's give me my halftime pee break. And I we'll need one, right too. Okay. All right. And we're back. Um, you know, I've been trying a new liquid diet wall on the show. Um, I like to have a couple drinks, so I'm not too much of a uh, of a stiff. Jameson's. But yes, gotta clear my sinuses. Um, the head cold. But one thing that I always, you know, got to talk about is how good my peas were. That one was incredibly good. But I gotta admit, doing this no beer thing because we do like to record record in a fresh garage to you know keep cool, crisp, and fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so to avoid as many pee breaks and less editing for Drew, you know, I'm just uh, sticking to the pee-free drinks now. Yeah. Hard However, liquor. um, you know, speaking about hard liquor and keeping crisp, 
Um, I believe it was what our first or second episode we were saying that Dennis Rodman needs to be the ambassador for the United States to North Korea. Yeah, I believe to that. Smooth over, that, over those tensions. That may have started before we decided to do Punk Losers as a pod. I, I can't remember. That may have been our uh, extra my interview on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. which is still going to be a thing. I promise, but it's been hectic. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that that was something. It may have been extra, extraordinary, ordinarily extraordinary, or it may have been punk losers. But yes, that is a thing we talked about. It was pretty about. early on. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty like early on. Rodman works well with North Koreans. Yeah, I mean, as he's Americans. Been... Why not make him the official ambassador? Yeah, he parties his ass off with um, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, and um, he, they just get along well. They're obsessed with Americanism, especially Dennis Rodman and his basketball. Um, I know I pulled most of my information and. Um, our ideas off of that happening off of um, off of different Vice News reports. For whatever reason, <laughs> Vice News is able to get further into North Korea and it's spend weird. more time yeah. there than, than any CNN of the... Yeah. yeah, it's just incredible. But um, So kudos to them for that and exposing the fake grocery stores. But <laughs> in the time in our little break, um, Dennis Rodman came out and put out to be what appears a official request. Yeah, like a press be, statement. Yeah, yeah, a press statement. Um, to be the um, official the, American ambassador, yeah, to North Korea. Um, I think it's a great idea. <coughs> I do too. I think um, because you know initially in the beginning when he first started making comments about North Korea, um, everyone was kind of sketched out like ah, he's siding with a dictator. This yeah. is really Which, bad. It's old crazy old Rodman. But you know when later. you when you see some of these reports, it really seemed like he was trying to keep his rapport in the ear of North Korean officials right. to be able to continue to go there. In the United States name. Right, right, So right. maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought. Maybe. I hope it's true. <laughs> um, but that could be the case. And now he wants the job. I mean, yeah. I do, the gig. do we still feel that's a good idea? I'm not opposed to it. I mean, <sighs> is there anybody out there who could do a better job? I, I, I don't know. Like, can you I imagine mean, a stiff in a suit, politician-wise, well, going is, over there, trying to smooth things over that way? I mean, I mean you got to remember, this is, this is a country, and the leader himself, I mean, this is a country that has just lived so in, 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 the, in the shadows of just... What, shadows what reality in pain and in famine yeah. and in paranoia but I, yeah, yeah i mean i'm saying like they, they, they've lived with blinders on as to what the rest of the world is doing and how okay. far yeah. ahead we've uh, moved I going. and i do feel that there's a part of them that you know i, I part of my experience living in germany like I, I remember like in the late 90s like people being like oh man the dallas cowboys chicago bulls the new hot thing and it's just like man you're about five years too late dude you know right, what i mean right. five years too late and I, I do feel that with North Korea. I mean, when when I lived in Europe, you know, you go to East Germany and it was just like, holy shit. Has anybody no, told I them mean, that we, ATMs are a thing yet? We or actually is that not. That, that brings up, I mean, a good, <coughs> um, a good, really good example. Right now, mm-hmm. um, I had a friend who worked, um, he was actually an intelligence analyst for the army. And in his care packages, he was seeing who still was able to burn CDs for him right now, who mm-hmm. could still do it, because all the interpreters that the U.S. military hired and that you obviously wanted to become good friends with mm-hmm. um, were these um, Afghani and Iraqi um, interpreters. Mm-hmm. And all they wanted, because the big thing over there right now in the Middle East, as far as Americanism coming in and experiencing a good taste of Americana, is Metallica, yeah. Def Leppard. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Pantera. So he's like... You know, just do nothing but burn me those CDs. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to give these guys. Yeah. That's what they want. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm they sure want that anger, aggression, and good old English pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really yeah, English heavy. <laughs> you know, English yeah. spoken heavy metal. And so that's where 
you know, I'm not surprised that Dennis Robin, he's probably hitting his prime in North Korea yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. As he, opposed to, yes. yeah, They're exactly. just now realizing, like, holy shit, this Dennis Rodman guy, quite I mean, a character. For fuck's sake, if it, <laughs> lack of a better term, if hiring some, you know, public jackass personality for President of the United States can work, work why is not? a loose term, why for can't it work for them? Yeah, yeah why yeah, can't it work for 100%. North Korea? I'm with you, man. Like, I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, he obviously has... I mean, again, you know, Dennis Rodman is a caricature of America. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's a good we, way to put it. And okay. North Korea is a caricature of freedom. I mean, I, I don't know what else. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a very loose use of the word. But, uh, I mean, you know, what better way to be like, you know, like, here's the extreme part of America. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to send Dennis Rodman, Tommy Lee... And uh, I don't know Britney Spears or uh, so Hannah with the Montana. exception of Britney like, Spears. Why did you only give examples with dudes that are infamous for their penis? I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I Dennis just Rodman like very famously popular. has yeah. actually broken his penis. It was either two or three times. <laughs> he he um he there's a show called like Party Monsters or Party Animals, some shit like that, mm-hmm. where celebrities tell their um, best and worst party stories. Him breaking his penis was a absolute half hour long segment because wow. he did it more than once. And then Tommy Lee, I mean. If you haven't seen that video, you haven't yeah, lived yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> but I mean, I I agree. And so, do you Some think of those extreme examples to kind of break them in? Yeah, and then just go. Yeah, it's it. So now let's step back and go. That's eh, not that. Not bad. that bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So have you? I mean, with him kind of doing this public declaration of wanting the job, do you think he's preparing at home? I mean, do you think he's laying or sitting around in a hand stitch silk robe with tigers all over it? Naked, other words, in shades on some beachfront with like three people teaching him how to speak the North Korean dialect. 100%. And I also don't feel that that is anything he's doing specifically for this. <laughs> I think that's just a normal Friday. That's just him hopping. That's just yeah. Tuesday. That's Tuesday yeah. in Rodman. That's World. fucking Tuesday. Yeah. Korean lessons, you know, mm-hmm. silk, tiger yeah. robe, and I'm um, just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's the Elvis Presley of basketball. I mean, it's just like... yeah. This is how he stole all of his shit and all of his moves from someone else, but yeah. he is famous for it and mm-hmm. we'll worship him for yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. He looks great in a wedding dress. Oh, damn right he does. Damn right he does. And I mean, that kind of, I I really do, I, I obviously didn't think Trump's credentials gave him the ability to lead this country. Yeah. But, but at this Rodman, point, Rodman's been on less WWE. Rodman episodes. has more... <laughs> certifications and more qualifications yeah. to do this job other than well i mean for all i know he does speak korean um but <laughs> then trump does for president so why not yeah. why how can we not do this at this point exactly you're 100 percent right i mean it can it really get any worse other than them actively trying to set missiles to our shore can our relationship get any worse yeah. it can really only go up from here so i vote rodman rodman has the punk losers um endorsement for I'm Ambassador for North yeah, Korea. 100%. And Absolutely. if this all goes well, I mean, we nailed it. And Mr. Rodman, if you're listening, um, please give us a call so that we can get an interview <laughs> set up. We'd love to hear your views, takes, and aspects. And um, really, we really want to push for this and give you some free publicity. That's right. So please give us a call. 719-396-2864. Please, Mr. Rodman. The lines are open. Absolutely. Give us a ring. We'll give yeah. you all the spot and plugs that you need. Including, um, if you like to tell some penis stories, we'd right. be all about that I'm, as well. I'm into it. And if you have a great penis story and you're not Dennis Rodman, call in anyway. Call in the same number. It's the same number. You yeah. know, it's it's not. 
We, we won't cut a, you down. Yeah, we don't have a special hotline for big celebrities like Mr. Rodman and then, you know, scum like you guys. Yeah, we've gone it's all we've number. gone all Bernie Sanders on our call That's in right. line. Every, Everybody's welcome. Yeah, it's equality, man. Yeah, absolutely. Equality. I so I mean, I guess this this also brings a question. One other talking. thing um that kind of popped up is um one guy I started following on Twitter um is Ron Perlman. Oh yeah. Um, so great. yeah, for um, for those of you who aren't familiar, Ron Perlman. Um, if you watch the show Sons of Anarchy, he played Clay, Hellboy. kind of the yeah Hellboy was my favorite role he's ever been in. He's been in plenty of other things. Yeah, but and if you've ever seen the uh, Guillermo del Toro movie, he's in it. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, like every single one. Yeah, but um, he has gone since the Trump administration. He went pretty political, yeah. and we're not, and I'm not going to dive into his um, opinions on Trump. They're just not positive ones, is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. So um, but. He did, and he didn't really evaluate on him. He didn't really answer questions on mm-hmm. him, but he had two back-to-back tweets where he was saying, um, you know, my administration would do this, this, and this mm-hmm. in, in this presidency. And so people, including myself, were confused on, is he saying that he's going to run for president? Yeah. Or was this or just one of the, was this hypothetical yeah. stabs at Trump for how he was handling mm-hmm. things? Um, I tweeted, Mr. Perlman must be busy because he didn't tweet me back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, is Ron Perlman? He left Punk Losers hanging. Is that what you're saying? He, Mr. Perlman, an, insti- an institution like Punk Losers. Uh, Mr. Perlman, you cannot leave us on. Only here. Ron Perlman could do that. That's 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 the way I see it. Yes, only Ron Perlman could leave an established institution like Punk Absolutely. Losers hanging on Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah. So we need uh, Mr. Perlman to, to be on this show. please, uh, you know, give our people a uh, ring or a tweet back so we can uh, get your okay. aspect on whether or not you're going to run for the highest held office in the land. And I will, I'm going to say it right now, any position you need filled, I will be there, sir. Yeah, any absolutely. Position. I mean, I don't know how shine shoes, but if that's something you're into, I, I can, can learn, learn quick. it. Yeah, YouTube's Fast. got some videos. Uh, Drew can take left, I take right. We can be dual. Yeah. You can, can you can pay us one salary split between the two yeah. for your two shoes. Maybe It'll you want to wear sneakers. Maybe you want to kind of like, you know, just casual up the, the, the Oval Office. Yeah. I'm into that too. Like I can do other things. Yeah. I'm, I can't think of anything, but I, there's loads of things I'm good at. Maybe. I'm here for you to hire. Yeah. I is what I'm he, saying. We are here for you. Yes. Hire punk losers. Absolutely. But with Ron Perlman, maybe, maybe not. I'm really hoping that he'll throw his hat in just out of, you know, why not at this point? Do you think like a him in the rock kind of Well, and that's team? what I was getting at yeah. actually, because that's what I asked, you know, that's why I tried to ask Mr. Perlman, like you... You threw this out there kind of maybe baitingly or maybe it being Twitter, you know, you, we, we just didn't have the full aspect of it. But Dwayne The Rock Johnson originally got on Saturday Night Live, I can't remember when, but with Tom Hanks, and they were joking that they were going to run together. However, some new interviews have come out where The Rock Johnson will not talk about it any further, but he will also not say no that he yes. is not running for president. So it's one of those I will neither confirm nor deny. Exactly. I so, I mean, how many celebrities are going to be running for public office and at how high of a level yeah. at this point? Because um, that's really what I got to wonder. Started with the governor. Especially, I mean, yeah, especially with governor governor or um, now disgraced um, oh, God, Jesse yeah. the Body Ventura, well, and, who was the the highest held office by any independent. Um, which, Al Franken. Al Franken, yeah. Um, yeah. But so he... So I got to wonder, and you know, three guys that did not leave a good taste in our mouth. No, and we think Trump's going to do better. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But so I mean, I don't. The only thing with Perlman we know is that he's not a fan of Trump, so we have to assume he'd be the exact opposite, running on a Democratic bill. And um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I honestly, I I have some assumptions, but when I go through those assumptions of what I think he was stand for politically, that I don't have something he said or an interview to yeah. back that. So. Who's going to run for what, under what bill, and what circumstances, and what beliefs? Who knows, man? 
especially mm-hmm. for celebrities. Yeah, <clears throat> it's only a matter of time before the voice just becomes like the new platform for debating. Yeah, yeah, that, that it will be. Yeah, America's Got Talent is going to be our new political forum. Ugh, fuck it all. Just <laughs> buy a drink. But I gotta admit, I mean, <sighs> President of the United States, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's a great. I mean, has a great ring to it. I. J- I mean, re- being be a president who has had a main event appearance at WrestleMania is one thing. Somebody who has starred in a Fast and the Furious is another. And I am into it. You know, give me The Rock and Vin Diesel as running mates. I'm into it. But I kind of like the counterbalance of The Rock and Tom Hanks. No, I agree. And to yeah, me, it wouldn't yeah. matter who was president, vice president, is mm-hmm. in that pair. Yeah. I mean, they just are the right counterbalance. They're just like, co- like co-run it. Yeah. 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 I'm into it. Co-prez. Yeah, co-prez. Um, yeah. Gotta admit, at this point, I mean, could you really... Would they even have to tell us our beliefs for us to mm. vote for them against Trump being yeah, re-elected? they literally could just put their name on the bill. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah I mean, it was just it. like... It was kind of why Trump won. I mean, you could yeah. have, you could have like, ran fucking Joseph Stalin's corpse against Hillary Clinton, and it would have won. won. It would have won. It won over Clinton. Probably. <laughs> so, i just not surprised. Not no. surprised that that would be an idea. The rich, rich man's idea of a... Uh, no, what is it? The poor man's idea of a rich man. That's what Donald Trump is. Yeah. Uh, it's... Plain and simple. True. You know, it, it's just like, ah, here's a guy who's got loads of money and he doesn't really use it to make more money. You know what I mean? He just uses it to get by. Yeah, he you just sustains I mean? He's not himself. like Elon Musk or anything like that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, intelligent man. So, speaking man. of cocks, mm-hmm. um, I had to wonder, um, the tobacco that's out on the table is Prince Albert tobacco. Yeah. When Drew mentioned that, I thought uh, this session was going in a totally different direction. Yeah. Um, so my We're question is... We're cigarettes, smoking pipes. we got some is, Prince Albert. we got some English stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question is, is um, penis piercings. Yeah. Cock rings in or out. Are they still a thing? I don't know, man. Was that a thing of the 90s and early 2000s? Or do know. they thrive and rage as they always have before? Uh, I mean, I can Google it. Cock rings in 2017. We'll see what happens. Because, I mean, I feel like, you know, tongue piercings, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Not so much anymore. Yeah. You know, um, tribal tattoos, only a thing in now foreign countries and Chad Bros. Other than that, they've pretty much <laughs> fallen off because, you know, they're not actually part of the tribe. Belly buttons, that was a big thing. Then you'll yeah. see, like, many people with belly buttons. I mean, I guess 14-year-olds. I, the trend just moved a little bit younger hmm. uh, to, you know, try and stay edgy compared to what else goes on or is popular these days. But, I mean, cock rings. Yeah, I don't know. If you have a cock ring and would like to let talk us about know, it, man. let us know. We'd yeah. like to open up this conversation for our next uh, next podcast. Yeah, 100%. Um, and also, a detail I think would be important is the size, gauge, and um, use oh, yeah, of the type of point. jewelry that you throw in there. Yeah. Because, you know, I want to know. Are you thinking about doing it? No. Oh, okay. No, no I'm not. You're just curious. <laughs> yep, just curious. Vi curious. Yep. Uh, Vi curious. <laughs> of those who have them, yes. All right. Um, but for me, no, no. I, I had, um, you know, back in the day, I did uh, look like one of those teenagers that fell face first into a tackle box, as my grandmother had put it. Um, but <laughs> That's no. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That kind of sums up the 90s, like yeah. a 90s teenager, yeah. 100%. I was kind of um, the slightly more male version of that chick from Pulp Fiction in the you've heroin been, house. Yeah, you've gotten rid of all your, uh, you yeah. don't have your ears, you don't have yeah. your nose anymore. I had, I've actually been thinking about getting my nose. Like, I'm uh, regressing. Really? My, my, my ears were gauged. I had my conscious, which is not as dirty as you think. It's the cartilage behind your earlobe uh-huh. where it pierces in the front and then hangs out right, the back. Right, right, right. Um, I've had my septum, nostrils, bridge of my nose, eyebrows for fun, Why'd tongue. you get rid of it all? 
pain in the ass. Just yeah. like it's just another part of the morning routine you don't need. See, like I my... still am actively getting tattooed about once every two months. Lucky. Um, but I mean that's really you know you let it heal for two weeks and that's just part of you. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of what I like about it is you can't get rid of it. Is like it can't be taken from you. You know it is. But piercings, I mean, it was you know you're constantly if you take care of yourself and you're hygienic. You're cleaning them. You're getting rid of the cheese. You're changing out the jewelry. It's it's yeah. It's yeah. I mean it's maintenance. Yeah. It's absolute maintenance. But even that, it's just like that's something I usually do like when I'm sitting at work. You know what I mean? I grab some like tissue and alcohol swab, and it's just like I am not doing anything. Yeah, else. we don't have alcohol swabs just sitting out <laughs> in my work. So, and the and the last role I had in my job where we did, you couldn't really take out your earrings and clean oh, okay. them where you sat. So, no, I <laughs> over the years, I mean, I hit a point where it was just I was just covered with piercings. But um, just as the years went, I'd lose, you know, I'd lose a jewelry or a piece of my sleep or get tired of it and just kind of take it out and move on. Like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. just that was over it. Just too much maintenance. So I'm not a big jewelry guy. The only piece of jewelry that's ever stuck is actually my wedding ring. So adorable. That's it. I actually bought a new ring the other day. And it looks like Broken Thor. Yeah, it is. I actually cut that with a bolt cutter because I didn't like that. Um, it's It's a Viking head. And one of the horns on the helmet was digging into my ring finger. Or, I'm sorry, my uh, index finger. And that was not good for guitar. Ah. So I took bolt cutters to it because it's like steel. Yeah, see, even that, like, I've never been, which is kind of funny why piercings became such a thing for me, is I've never been a jewelry guy. I've never been able to maintain wearing, like, the same necklace, the same ring, you know, anything along those lines. It's just never something that's stuck yeah. or that I've been into. It's never stuck. And so, like, the my wedding ring is very small and very easy. It doesn't get in the way, blah, blah, blah. Don't have to take it off ever yeah. in showers. So, um, that's the only piece of jewelry that's ever stuck. Nice. So, Pick wife seems to think that, yeah, someone else wants it. You walk where she's really the only one that could be duped. So, <laughs> I'll wear it. Take it. Yeah. But, no, that's the only piece of jewelry. So, none that go through the flesh either. Bummer. Or not. I don't know. Well, it's easier this way. They don't get caught on things. They don't get lost. They don't cost additional money as you go on. So wife still has all of her favorite piercings still, but she's into jewelry. Yeah. So when a buddy of mine died, he had his uh, he had his dick pierced. Nice. And uh, it was it was it was funny. I was, I was in high school, and um, one of my dad's a soldier worked with my dad. His wife did the autopsy huh. of my friend, and she's an older woman and. Uh, I remember we had a picnic or a company barbecue or something like that, and uh, it was it was funny because uh, we got talking about it, you know, and and uh, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, you did the autopsy of my friend. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, do you find anything interesting? <laughs> then I knew damn well she did, yeah. you know, because it was one of the things that uh, a buddy of mine ended up wearing his cock ring on his necklace, like on on a, on a cord <laughs> or on a chain for he probably still has it on to this day. Right, and I just remember thinking, I was like, "That's the fucking greatest thing you could possibly like have and remember." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. You have an earring on your necklace." Oh, yes, this was in my friend's dick. You know what I mean? When he died, you know, and uh, I still wear it to this day. And uh, yeah, it's just like I, I, I love, I loved that interaction. How awkward it was, you know, when when he, when I had two friends die very, very close to each other, and uh, both times we went to the church. I really felt bad for the people that were trying to do the, you know, like, ah, you know, they, they probably woke up that morning and was like, ah, I'm burying a 19 year old today. You know what I mean? Or doing right, a memorial right. service. Like 
there's going to be loads of young minds out there who are ready to embrace God and they're going to have questions and, you know, not expecting a bunch of kids to show up wearing fucking like black metal band t-shirts and stuff and chain smoking cigarettes and drinking vodka out of the bottle, like in the parking lot of the church, you know, and, and this, this poor, like, you know, priest or preacher or whatever walking in like, Hey, well, man, I bet you guys have some serious questions. And we're like, no, not really. Like we kind of got this whole death thing figured out, you know what I mean? we're a bunch of cocky, like 17 year olds and, and, uh, like really nothing. No, no, no. There is no God. You know, there is oh, no. oh, well, it's funny you should say that. No, no, there's not. You know, it's just don't, don't bother. You know, and then, uh, you know, you go in and there's all the little poster boards people have made of in, in, in memoriam of, of you know these people and there's you know there's pictures of the one buddy getting fucked in the ass by the other buddy as he's dressed in a Barney costume because he was doing a kid's birthday party that day as well and you know just all these horrible crazy pictures and stuff and then. I remember a buddy of mine coming up as this priest is talking to us, trying to, you sure you guys don't have any questions? You must be confused, you know? And he goes, all right, who's here for the, I'll never, I'll never forget this. He goes, he, he comes back from like the PX, like food court. And he just went and ordered a bunch of pizzas for the like after party, I guess is what yeah. you call it. And he goes, the wake. Okay. Yeah. He's like, so who's here for the free pizza and who's here for the memorial service? And right there in front of the priest, I'm like, wait, 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 who died? and this poor guy's just like what the fuck is wrong with these kids you know what i mean like you know we've lost one of our best friends you know we're all like ridiculously young and you know those of us that i think were closest to him were just like completely just like no what are you gonna do you know what i mean like and you could you could kind of tell the people that kind of just only half-assed part you know were part of the group and they were the ones making a big show of things you know crying and it's just like oh man and then the rest of us are just making the worst jokes ever, you know? And I, I just, you know, we always used to make horrible pedophile jokes about one person, you know, or something. And, then, you know, a priest gets up there and, oh, if there's one thing anything could be said about so-and-so, it's because he, he loved children. And we all just start laughing, you know what I mean? And it's just, <laughs> this poor priest is just trying to do his thing, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, man, we're just horrible, horrible group of kids. You know, just the fucking worst. So that that kind of and that is that is fantastic. I'm gonna have to re-listen that on the cast when you edit it. Um, but that that brings up. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with my wife the other day. Okay. Um, I'm gonna add this whiskey are, to my tea. Yeah, you probably should. Um, so if let's play a what if game. Mm-hmm. So what if you had to? I mean, so to break it down as far as religion goes. Drew's an atheist. Yeah, I'm one of those. No, um, I'm one of those uh, pain the ass agnostics that Ugh. believes there's something. You're too much of a pussy to go that yeah. one step further. No, no, because <laughs> and the reason why, and the reason why, even though I'm sure it's not an original no, thought no. for yeah. agnostics or whatever you want to call it, is yeah. I believe that if I don't, I'm not going to argue whether there is or isn't something there or God or afterlife. I just believe that there is something there. Humans aren't fucking smart enough to know. Yeah, what there is as far as is there a God or what religion is the right path, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of my stance on it. And um, but I was having an interesting conversation with my wife the other day. We, we were discussing, you know, if you had to completely do, commit yourself to a religion, a very a specific religion. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and again, one of the more worldly ones that are popular that mm-hmm. everyone would know what you're referring to. And actually, you know, be a part of the weekly practice. Okay. You know, what religion would that would be? Uh, yeah. What would that be? I don't know. It'd, it'd probably have to. I'd, I'd probably go back to something like um, something Germanic, Viking, or like you again, know, the something that people would actually know what you're talking about. I think. Like, I mean, like if you walk in the middle of Mill Colorado Springs, like, yeah, I'm a Druid. 
Yeah. Like, uh, no. Uh, no. Some place that almost any city you move to, I don't know. any large city you move to, you could find an actual place of worship. How do you, how do you think? Hmm, I don't know. I, I honestly, like, at the top of my head, I. My, my initial response would be like some sort of paganism or like at least there's a great George Carlin bit. Yeah, I, I want to say it's George Carlin where he's talking about the Egyptians. He's like, we can make fun of them all we want. But the fact of the matter is, is they worship the sun, which is a physical thing that we can see. And we sure. can absolutely 100% go, yeah, without that, we're all dead. Sure. So for me, I would immediately say something like that. It's some sort of old pagan sun worshiping whatever, because at least it's something physical and I can go, okay, well, it's not some old guy in a chariot. Driving around the so, earth. So on but, that on that aspect, I can understand yeah. it because that's why I've always been drawn to Buddhism readings and teachings. Because if you follow something like Zen Buddhism or Dzogchen Buddhism, there is no there is no prophet, there is no supernatural right. being. It's actually worshiping and practicing things that are actually physical and real yes, and in earth, your realm. Space, so sure, you know, yeah. That's, so, but that's not a that's that's the the part that gets confusing is when I have to be able to just walk up to a normal average you know middle class joe and just go oh this is what i believe i i don't know if there's anything i could i i couldn't i couldn't pick one i i really couldn't because it's just i am so all the abrahamic religions i'm just so adamantly there's just no if answer buts it's, it's just nonsense to me um i i look at something like going back to like you know the like the old Germanic and, and, and Viking style of way of looking at things, the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans. Like, I, there's a part of me that's just like, that makes a little bit of sense to me. I don't sure. believe that it's sure. true, but at least you're worshiping something physical. To me, I cannot buy into the whole idea of... No, 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 again, but, but as far as but like something that know. is like interesting to you yeah. or something oh, that... Oh, absolutely. And so, I mean, I guess for to, to give you some ground there, what, what we were debating on is like, goodness, that would either put us at um, just out of the fact of how old the traditions and the mm -hmm. religions themselves are, how traditional and mm -hmm. unchanging they've been. Um, we would be torn in between because Catholicism is apparently cool now. It's yeah. a thing now. Yeah. It's back. Yeah. So it would either be between that or being like not a Hasidic Jew, but a pretty traditional. Yeah, Jew. I mean, like I think because maybe Ju they... Judaism is probably the closest thing I could come to meeting in the middle. But I, I mean, just like yeah, because I mean, the the thing that would draw me to it. And again, I'm not actually sitting here considering, you know, what 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 <laughs> converting or what I actually believe would be closest to the truth. Right, right. I'm thinking about like the nifty things, like look how old this belief is, yeah, yeah. or look how many generations and thousands of years this specific. Right. Ceremony has been passed down. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and well, I'm not actually debating whether Jesus Christ is real or not to go Catholic or Jew. That's right, not. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, for me, like the one of the things, one of the big like tenements or whatever in in the Viking kind of pagan heathen whatever nonsense is is, is really just kind of remembering where you come from. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's the worship of your ancestors, which I think is something that we can absolutely do to this day. I mean, I I, I kind of about two years ago I signed up for. Uh, one of those ancestry.com, some sort of genealogy. Yeah, we got our stuff. Yeah. You know, and it was, that was to me, that was something that was so absolutely fascinating. And I, you know, and there is that huge part of like the more Viking traditions is that you worship your ancestors almost more than you do the gods themselves. And to me, that's something that I could 100% get behind. You know what I mean? It's just like right. remembering where you came from, stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, Fortunately, as white males, you know, yeah. that can be a lot of times misconstrued because people have used that to go, what power? You know what I mean? So you got to right. be careful about, about about that. But, I mean, for me, there is that part. It's just like, well, if there's something tangible that I could grab 
a hold of and go, this is something I could worship. It's the sun or your ancestors. I mean, I could totally see that as viable things that you could base a life around. You know I, what I mean? I think, like, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I think I'd fall down the opposite hole though. I think I'd fall down the hole of what all is there hidden in this belief. Yeah. Like a Catholicism is fascinating in that aspect mm-hmm. sure. because I mean, you have, um, oh, you Catholicism have an, is beautiful. I mean, I mean, you have an entire, well, and I mean, that's the other, the imagery behind yeah, Catholicism exactly. is part yeah. of it because the whole imagery was so that Catholicism could appeal to the poor. Yeah, they couldn't read. So 100%. they used all of that, all the, the imagery and stuff. Yeah. And well, there's a great Christopher Hitchens quote so on, so where he's like, you know, what if Michelangelo was hired to, pl- to, to paint, you know, the, the, the planetarium. Right, you know what I mean? Right. No, he was he was sure. hired to paint the Sistine Chapel. Exactly. So that's why Catholicism and Christianity are beautiful. But that's because all the money at that time, 90% of all the wealth was held by the Catholic Church. Yeah. What if it was held by scientists? And what if Michelangelo painted the you know, the 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 the, the roof, uh the dome of, you know, some sort of planetarium or something? It'd have been a completely different story. I mean, you've seen my bathroom and stuff. I, I there's something about like I, I do get in again, growing up in Europe most of my life. You you're you're surrounded by that Christian art and that Catholic um, sponsored state sponsored artwork that it, it's right. absolutely gorgeous and um, it's easy to get into that you know what I mean like I oh love yeah and that's that and I think that's kind of where I would have fell down the hole I mean yeah and also a lot of the weird tidbits that a lot of people don't talk about in general about the religion uh-huh. I mean the Catholic Church and the Vatican and the new Pope well he's not new anymore but the the current Pope yeah. Um, he actually, he, they never disappeared, but he basically, um, relaunched or revitalized the, um, the Jesuit, um, the Jesuit space beliefs and their, and basically their support in finding extraterrestrial life. Right, right, so right. the Catholic church is actively once again, pursuing yeah. extraterrestrial life. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Or like you go to a lot of the weird old curses and um, old beliefs of the old Jewish world, uh-huh. things like Lubbock boxes, yeah, which are demon boxes, right, things right, like right. this. So I mean, I think that I mean I don't give a shit about you know questioning whether or not the actual you know um, Messiah or whatever you want to call right. it, Savior or of the religion you know, is, need to cut off is part real. Of your dick. Yeah. That's Which not, makes zero sense if we're made in God's image. No, no. Well, why you would need to cut off part of your dick? I, it, it just paints better. <laughs> it makes for an easier painting. Maybe. Um, but I mean, I. You can't make mushrooms as efficiently. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you exactly. slap it against a canvas. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I don't think I'd be one to even care whether or not, you know, if for Catholics, whether Jesus Christ is real or whether I should worship Mother Mary, it would be absolutely like, so I don't care about that shit. Let's talk about the space alien sure, Jesus. Sure. Yeah. You know, absolutely. let's talk about that. Let's talk, talk about demon boxes at the synagogue. Yeah, right, That's right. what I want to talk about. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, so I think that would probably dictate my decisions. What has more hidden gems So why not between something like Scientology? Could you... It's not old. It's not old-timey. I like old-timey yeah. shit. No, I, I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah, it doesn't have Yeah, and to, things that are not sponsored, endorsed, and ran with by things like John Travolta and, you know, Tom Cruise. Well, like eh, the Church of the Jedi. No, yeah. which sadly does have you not heard those get people? tax exemption status. But in Australia, they does. do. Yes, in, in Australia, their headquarters, yes. they do. So fast. But it's just like, like no, like that's. I mean, I and it's probably it doesn't make any sense. But to me, it would be more worth committing yourself to something old timey like Catholicism or Judaism sure. 
because it goes back that far. Given that's probably the Star Wars of that age. Sure. However, that's that's part of the yeah. lure is all of the history and all of the oh yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. So that's part of the lure for me. Yeah. Where other people are like, I don't know, that non-denominational church where you don't have to memorize yeah. too many yeah. prayers. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now you're half-assing you it, like me as like an agnostic. Baptist, but yeah. yeah, you know, we kind of meet somewhere in the middle. Like or Lutherans, Lutherans yeah. and Episcopalians are uh, always very interesting. Some of my kids the other day were watching something. They kept pausing it. What's a Lutheran? It's like a Christian thing. It's like a part, you know. And then they're like, "What? What's, what's Baptist?" And they, I think they were watching the office, and I was just like, and I, so they paused it again. And I'm like, "Look, it, it's it, it's like the NFL. Like the NFL is football, just yeah. like you know, there's Christianity, and right. then you have individual teams, and they spend most of the time fighting each other for no apparent reason, other than to try to decide." Who's number one? Well, and sadly, and that's like, all. Yeah, like, that's sex that's art. a that's a really good that's a good way to look at it. But I mean, I guess uh, people asking me question, like younger people asking me the question, I always had to fall back to the comparison between Shiite and Sunni Muslims. Uh-huh. Is and I can't even remember which is which, which to be honest which, with you. Yeah. But one believes that you can have direct communication with God, and the other believes that you have to have a representative to right, talk like to God. Cleric. Yeah, yeah, like a cleric. And yeah. so, and that's literally what all the genocides and massacres have come across between the two. Because of that, yeah. just like um, between um, Irish Catholics and English Protestants, uh, yeah, like those Protestant. thousands and thousands and thousands of year old wars that still is raging to yeah. this day. In Ireland, (laughs) yeah, on the soccer pitch as well, over, you know, Catholics believe more in the Mother Mary and her teachings, where Protestants believe more in the lessons of Abraham. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference. Right. They both believe Jesus Christ is going to save them all after they get done stabbing each other, but that's why they fight. Yeah. To put it more bare bones, I guess. My my go-to argument is always just like, why bother? I mean, you know, I, I can't remember the name of the girl. Yeah, I'm not going to stab you whether you're a Catholic or Protestant. Right, I'm right. not going to stab you either way. That yeah. seems like a way too much effort and getting way too sweaty for right. something. Yeah, there's the there, there's the much. great Hitchens argument. I can't remember. I want to say it was Austria. There was a uh, guy pretty much kept his daughter and a few other daughters completely imprisoned in basement and would go down there, rape them repeatedly. This happened for 20, 30 years. You know, and these girls every day would pray to God, you know, like, why, 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 why? And it's just like, you know, and I, I just can't, I, I can't begin to stomach how that, that, how anybody can make an excuse of that. Well, don't worry, like, he'll get his and she'll live in eternal paradise for what she's had to suffer. And it's just like, but you don't know that. You know what I mean? And that's the part that's so bothersome. It's just like, what if this is it? What right. if that's her whole life? You know what I mean? And then... These, these these children of his were having children, which he then raped them. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, you know, or one of my favorite is the, you know, those are 600,000 children that die every year or every day, you know, because of starvation. And sure. it's just like, meanwhile, you know, I have people on my Facebook. Joel Olstein like, is locking people out oh, of his church in the middle of a hurricane right. eating. Thank Jesus. <laughs> I found the keys for my civic. Yeah. Only God could have shown me the light that they were somehow in the love seat cushions. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, that's right. God's looking out for you, not the 600,000 people that are going to die today because they literally just don't have the necessities to get through life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, go fuck yourself. Like, I, I just, I, I can never, I can no, never. No, no, and I understand that. Religion. I was just more enticed about if I had to choose a religion, choose. Yeah. I would personally, sadly, be more focused on the weird quirks of its history right. would get me to commit. 
I agree. I mean, yeah, there's there's something absolutely I mean, Catholicism, about Catholicism, like, and, especially like this new. I mean, this new pope, man, he's, he's pretty hot. He's like he's cool hot. Jesus. Well, he's like cool. It, every he's, time he's I see pro, it, oh, he's pro gay marriage. It reminds me of Dogma. Yeah, it, it does. It, it is the, the George cool. Carlin yeah. Catholicism wow campaign exactly. from Dogma. He, he totally is. I mean, is. Kevin Smith knocked it out of the park. 15, so for, 20 years ago. for those of you who are not familiar <laughs> with the new pope, he's pro gay marriage. Pro gay marriage. He, he also said that all religions are equally right, exactly. which just makes zero fucking sense. But to me. that's exactly <laughs> for a world leader of a religion. Yeah, that's the best you can ask no, for. No, it is. And then on top of that, he shuts down Trump and constantly, like, just plasters <laughs> he shits Trump on him constantly, constantly, yeah. because a the tr- the Pope is basically saying, you know, yes, climate change is not only real, but we need to identify the causes right. and take action on it for the health of our planet. Yes. And then outside of that, he, he goes the true Catholic way and says, hey, you need to be building bridges, not walls. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I then, remember that. Yeah. That and then quote, on top yeah. of that, he just, I mean, he's he's just the most liberal. Well, like my, my favorite part ever. was where he ironically shit all over Trump for building walls to keep them segregated. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Vatican, notoriously known for its giant walls that keep yeah. everybody outside, you know. Fuck the rest of Italy. This is the Vatican. Do you, you know? know what I mean? Do you know the technicality of why those walls are there? Uh, I I know I read about it like a year ago when he made the comment, but no, go ahead. So it, it was from World War Two. Okay. Um, because, back when they supported the Nazis. Yes. The Catholic Church one hundred percent supported Hitler and hit and hid Nazis for years and yes. years after the yeah. war. Um, but it actually Mussolini did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they basically established the Vatican as its own independent republic. Right. Yes. So you can bomb and invade Italy as much as you want, you, but, but invading as long the, as you don't Vatican touch the Vatican, you're safe. Is a completely different country, right. a new declaration of war. Yeah. So on and so forth. So they did that to keep the Vatican safe from Mussolini's bullshit in World War II because gotcha. Mussolini knew he was taking a gamble. They basically only had a forty percent chance yeah, of winning. Yeah. 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 And he so lost. that was actually, yeah, and he definitely lost. Well, so, God, no, I that was actually him. quote the other day. Sorry, just real quick. It's like, Italy uses, Italy uses, loses football games. No, Italy loses wars like their soccer games. And they lose soccer games like their wars. Or something like that. And I was like, God damn it. Like, Churchill, it was, it was a Churchill quote. Yeah. And I was like, that is absolutely incredible. Like, they just... Because they, they, you know, they just lose wars constantly. Right. Like yeah. it's no big deal. They, so it's never. But been they their strong fight point. soccer games like it, it's life or death. You know right. what I mean? It's just like they're like, yeah, we're in another war. Ah, fuck, we lost. But when it comes to soccer, you can't. Just like, you can't do down. wartime rations <laughs> of pasta. That shit don't work. <laughs> like the rest of us to figure it out for our soldiers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck's sake, we have we have like Americanized steak fajitas and MRE mm. meals yeah. for our soldiers. They're delicious too. Yeah. <laughs> the the Marine Corps. The Dinty Moore beef stew in a bag. Exactly. Is so good. Yeah. Dude, I mean, Marine Corps <laughs> line chefs literally can make better Salisbury steak oh, well, than 100%. than the yeah. majority of restaurants in the United States. Uh, Why do you think we just mash motherfuckers out there on the yeah. battlefield? I mean, because they're well fed. You cannot. Yeah. You can't. You can't. can't Tortellini. You can't compete. You cannot yeah. do that shit. Well, that's a that's. <laughs> or if the rations run out, they're gonna be mixing pork sausage with white sauce <laughs> yeah. and just fucking die from that. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, one of the traditions I grew up with in Germany, we we would do every once in a while is we would go to the mess hall for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. And it's the best. And it's just like you have to realize, like most of these like military cooks, they're going to some of the best cooking schools in the world. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like they they're going to Cordon Bleu and they're going to all these other places. So it's just like. When you can go to a military mess hall and your plate's 10 bucks and it's all you can eat prime rib and lobster and the best fucking fixings inside. And they can time it to where it's it's, fresh off the grill within the military precision. Yeah. 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 Without doubt. 
one of the best fucking meals you ever have. If you know somebody who has an ID card, I cannot recommend spending either a Thanksgiving or a Christmas on post. Another way I cannot recommend... And that, rec- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is, why, <laughs> is why Southern Asian Pacific countries and Italy suck at war. Yeah, that's that's exactly why. Right. <laughs> um, I was going to say... And I why Russians are so this. damn good. There's a buddy of mine that I work with, and he, he's older. His kids are in their 20s, 30s. Sure. And uh, I was asking him, like, hey, what are you doing? You know, you're going up to Fort Collins to visit your kids. And he's like, ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to this bar. There's a bar in Manitou that is open on Christmas Day. Okay. That a bunch of people bring in food. We're talking about Manitou Springs, Colorado. Manitou Springs, Colorado. Yeah. You can go in. They have a buffet. People bring in food, and you can just eat. You can drink. And they just show westerns all day on their TVs. That's exactly like I the... I want to um, fucking go to dude, this so bad. I know exactly <laughs> where they got that. That yeah. is... um, That's that's the Grindhouse in Long Beach, California. Really? That's literally... That's what they do for oh, Christmas Day. I fucking want to go so yeah. bad. And they do... um Because it's a Grindhouse, they do the halftime intermissions. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So both smoke, between... Beers. Yeah, both, both halfway point in the movie, but they do two movies at a time. Fantastic. So, you know, you got the halfway point in each yeah. movie and then the extended halfway point between the two movies, and that's when you re-up your beer and your yeah. um your buffet yeah, yeah it has yeah. a fold-out tray over your lap so yeah that's how they do it at the grindhouse um long beach Theater. i want to do this yeah. i want to I, I i there's a part of me this is like i cannot wait for 10 years from now when my kids are out of the house and i'm like i'm going to go to manitou for christmas um and then for if you're looking for another fun awesome tradition that we've had for the last two years now el ray network on cable satellite sling has kaiju christmas which for three to four days they play nothing but Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan movies. Oh, nonstop! It is my all-time favorite tradition. As soon as we're done with this podcast and I walk James out the door, we give each other a hug, goodbye kiss. I'm going to go lay in my bed and probably spend the rest of the night watching Kaiju Christmas and eating taco salad because that's what we're having. I gotta admit, I'm so I'm, excited. I for mean, this. we we've had some like movie traditions, but one of the bigger ones is like. I play the shit out of my PlayStation or whatever console I have at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially now in the internet age, I mean, um, they will theme everything online yep. to be Christmas. I yeah. mean, um, World of Warcraft Drew, started doing yeah. That. Oh shit. Sorry. Uh, uh, Drew abandoned um console just so he can uh, be fair to his kids and he does his computer <laughs> thing. But yeah. um, me and most of the guys, uh, we are on PlayStation Network. If you need a good clan, let me know. We're on a PlayStation Network um, playing Destiny 2 right now, especially since the Season 2 expansion came out. And yeah, just how obnoxiously Christmassy they make everything is yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, they, fantastic. I, that was something that really started with like Warcraft like 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe not that much. Um, actually, ago. StarCraft did the same in the original. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't much because, you know, you just couldn't see much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, they would make it snowy and you would see... It was. I'm assuming it was supposed to be ornaments, but you see red and green sparkles in yeah, some of the vegetation, yeah. shit like that. So I loved it. Um, that was I, always one of my favorite parts that's about a big playing part of, Warcraft. Yeah. Was yeah. the holiday seasons? You know, the during you know October they would do like the big Burning Man and the Horde, and you know they okay. do all the Christmas okay, gifts yeah. and little Christmas quests. And I, I love that. I miss that. Like every year around this time, I kind of want to go back and play Warcraft because I miss like walking through like an elven village and there's like Christmas lights and ornaments, and I, I miss all that shit. I really do. I may just go play Warcraft tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's just gonna start paying like 10 15 bucks a month again but uh yeah i don't know um i don't know man there's a lot of good shit and that's where you know the holidays have just always been kind of magical to me yeah. too i mean again more and more so since um my wife and i kind of got together and i kind of caught a little more of the christmas spirit with uh, my mother-in-law but yeah i mean it's um 
that's where, I mean, it is a special time of year. Um, just cause I, I view it a little more as Americanism. It um, is, I yeah. mean, I, I think I'm pretty critical of government and what I, well, I'm sure if the Democrats have won the election, I'd be just as harsh on them. But right now, sort of Republicans. So you I'm a little, I'm a little harsh on a lot, a lot of that stuff. But um, it is shit would still be things that are being passed. Yeah, shit. Just like Obama's uh, administration. Damn it. I know. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm a true lover of Americana, and I believe that Christmas is a big portion of that. I agree. Um, yeah, Christmas and that's the weird is thing obviously. Is I grew up in, oh, fuck me. I grew up in Germany, and so for me, like, I, I have all the weird German traditions. Well, and I mean, it's, I'm sure that's a lot of the traditions crossed or you can it see, you know, you can see a lot of the super similar, you know, super similar stuff yeah. as far as, you know, what people do or what people gravitate towards. Um, but that's just, um, it, it'll always be with me. It's something I always do. Yeah. You know, Christmas story. Uh, the Christmas life. story kind of Christmas movies kill me. Cause I really? just, just uh, mother-in-law every day or every Christmas She'll have Christmas story on a loop for at least the first, yeah. you know, couple hours or first couple runnings of it. That's why I have um, Christmas. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I, I kind of will gravitate towards. Uh, they really got brilliant in the mute movie industry by doing uh, things like Bad Santa and yeah. a little more of the adult comedies. I just watched you can that watch for the first the time in a couple of years. And yeah, that movie still totally holds up. Yeah. It's a bummer because like half too. the main characters are dead. Yeah, like Bernie Mac and John Ritter and stuff. Oh, and like, rest oh, in peace, fuck, Bernie Mac. Dude, yeah, you. You kind of forget that all those missed, guys man. died. Yeah, I miss Bernie it's Mac. A That's. I'm never really a sap for celebrities on because I don't fucking know him. He was great though, man. Yeah, but he Bernie Mac is great. one of those entertainment icons that I absolutely miss without doubt. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Oh, he he is one of the big ones. That's for sure. <laughs> Trying to make you a cigarette. It's not working out well. Nah. Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I, I know. I don't know. It's been a very Christmas-centric episode. What was your last question? I know you had one more. Um, as far as things that I wanted to cover today... Do, oh, is what would I do with my million-dollar tax break? Yeah, so with the new GOP tax tax break... If cut, I made that much. If you were yacht. in the bracket where... So the average millionaire is getting a $45 million tax break um, in this upcoming year, 2018. So when their 2018 tax breaks pop up in 2019... On average, including all the politicians that voted for it, um, they'll be getting about a $45 million tax break. So Sweet. let's go ahead and run with the number of $45 million. Sure, sure, sure. What would you, because that's, I mean, us that's at our level, money. us at our level, I mean, most of us will pay off some, you know, credit cards, we'll, mm-hmm. and then um, put a little money in the bank, and then um, we'll also buy something for ourselves or for the family. Like we bought um, our new furniture set last year with the uh-huh. leftover money from sure. what we didn't pay towards extra money towards bills or things like that. Right, right, right. You know, so if that was your just, just give me cash, the 45 yeah. mil, what, 45 mil. What, what would you spend that on? What would I spend it on? Uh, guitars. No, uh, I, w- I would, um, I would immediately get caught up on, I'd probably pay off the house. I'd immediately not flip it um, to sell. I'd, I'd put it out for rent um, and I'd go buy something else. But uh, no, I mean, honestly, in, in terms of just like fun spending money, yeah, I'd buy like every amp and every guitar I ever wanted. Hmm. You know what I mean? I will actually, no, to be honest, the first thing I would do is take a massive trip. Um, especially this episode, I've talked a lot about like my time in Germany and stuff. Um, you know, my family has never been, you know, my, my wife and my kids. And that would probably be the first thing I did is if I had that kind of money, the first thing I would do is I would go get everybody passports. And, you know, as soon as humanly possible, we would be making a trip to Germany. We'd be flying out there and spending the holidays there. 
I gotta admit, um, and it could just be because um, I'm a house there too. Work has been incredibly slow, so I've uh-huh. been binge watching um, a streaming service recently, and I've been binge watching a bunch of those Marvel shows that all take place in New York City. Mm-hmm. Now, I would never be a full time New Yorker. I think we've talked about when I was running around yeah. New York on the podcast, um, but I, I still think have never been. I would I would buy um, a condo or apartment in. Oh, I would. Like not never in, in Manhattan, but for forty five million, you could actually buy and mm-hmm. permanently own a place yeah. in New York. I would probably buy a spot in the Lower East Side um, or like Lower Staten Lower Island. East Village. No, not Staten no? Island. No, where the Wu Tangs from? Dog? Staten Island City. I don't care. I, I, Staten I'd Island. Go to Staten. That's a, There's a big difference between the two. All right, I'll give you that. That's right. Um, but yeah, Staten Island. I actually applied for Wu Nails when I was out there. I applied at the Wu Nail Salon just just for shits and giggles. I don't know how to do um, that type of hair, so I knew I wasn't going to get a job. But for shits and giggles, I applied. Um, but no, I would buy a, um, I'd buy a spot, um, little apartment either in Lower East Village or in Hell's Kitchen, um, the nor- northern border of Hell's Kitchen, where you're bordering. Uh, I absolutely would too. I, I think that is uh, there's a. That's what I would do with my millionaire bonus money. I've always I, I loved living in like an urban environment, and um, I, I think I could do something in New York. I, I think I would absolutely love that. And then I think for the winter, New York probably. is arguably for me one of the, the best place I have best place I've went and spent time at for as far as when you go there to eat your way from oh, one side of a yes, city dude. to another. Fuck yeah! I mean, from yeah. the the underground kitchen of Wohop on Mott Street to the Bluefin um, in Times Square to just um, to right across. I mean, yeah, to um, to the Sicilian Brick on uh, Queens yeah. Boulevard in Queens. I see, mean, I might even I, I could I could potentially even see myself just because I am a frugal guy. I could even see myself getting a place in like New Jersey, just somewhere where I could thirty minutes drive. I'm in fucking New York. Well, and that's that's the thing is that the one thing I always kind of thought the same. Like, what if you know I lived on the East Coast where I could just drive in? Yeah, I don't want to. Would drive you want to live? I see. No, I don't want to drive. I would at all. rather live in New York City, I think, too, and just walk because that's one thing I miss exactly. about living in exactly. Germany was. The public transportation and the the fact that you just never needed a car, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like anything you needed a car for, you know, if you there were some times where it was a little bit of an annoyance that you didn't have a car, but ninety percent of the time it was just like I don't need a car, so like, one I can of, go wherever I need to go. So that was one of the things that killed me about New York is that um, if I did say have this mysterious spot in New York, I wouldn't even have a fucking car out there. Yeah, no, 100%. Because the, the family I knew, uh, the four-person family, they shared two cars. One was like a minivan because this family, like older guy kind of doing gigs, you know, um, playing some guitar spots at different places throughout New York, so he needed it. And the other one was just kind of the general, the loaner car for the family. Right. And they basically, you know, they only used the loaner car for when they, they had family in upstate New York, right. so they'd drive up the highway. And then that minivan was for running around the city to do gigs. Yeah. But if you live in any of the five boroughs and don't actually own a garage or something attached to a house, or you don't pay a full-time rent on a parking garage spot or basically like what you would a slip for a ship at a dock. Yeah. I mean, you have to move it once every 23 hours. So literally every time, um, exactly 3.20 or 3.30, something like that in Queens every day, you see everyone leave their apartment, go around the block, and and if your same parking spot's open, you Mm -hmm. can't park it there because the cops record it. You have to literally find a different parking spot once every 23 hours or they will tow it. And it actually goes to an impound that is not even within city limits of New York. No, no way, no. So I was like, just for that alone, no. Mm. Not even. That's the thing is like, I, I like I've, I've, I've thought about it and I, I, I think New York would be a place. But I honestly, I would, me and the wife and I have talked about this. I would move to Denver. 
I would find something similar, like find like a really Which you sweet can now. You condo, can. yeah, absolutely. For a fraction of the price with New York, and do the same thing. I don't give a fuck if I need a car or not. I wouldn't have one because yeah. what do you need to do in Denver that you need a car for? Like if if that's all you're all the going things to do. I'm going to Denver for nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. It was just I would just but the public you could your your apartment even if you're talking about you're living in Lodo mm. around 16th Street. Yep. Your apartment could have a full time parking spot that you're not doing 100%. that shit with. Yeah, exactly. Because so, yeah, most of the apartment yeah the condo places have parking. Garages. Even when you're talking about the ones right off Larimer Square yeah. and things along those lines, oh, you don't I would, have to worry yeah. about it. I would I would try to find somewhere right. But off there's Street. a lot. I think that's one of the New most York. magical places that yeah. it, I do I like Denver. We should go to the Christmas market tomorrow. I can't. Whatever. I will be in Denver. Well, that's where it's at. With family, though. I don't give a shit. I'll go with you. <laughs> I'll go with you. <laughs> You're going to meet uh, Amadora Uncle Tom. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'll hang out with your Jehovah's Witness family. No, we don't. Uh, we don't really have any of that anymore. Oh, okay. And that was all the in-laws anyway. <laughs> oh, well. No, I, I think I would. I would. I could live in Denver. I love it. Especially this time of year. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, I they recommend it they have so much fun stuff up there. But that would be my, my millionaire tax break money is I would buy a spot in New York. Do it. Especially running around New York in the summertime is a lot yeah. of fun. I, I'd be into it. I miss Absolutely. living in the city. I, I, that's, that would be like a vacation home for me. I don't know. Yeah, I would live there half a year. Yeah, I, I don't exactly. think I could take it 365 days. But, yeah, definitely like 180 or so. I, could take, I can handle it. So, well, fuck it, man. Uh, it's getting a little late here for us in the afternoon. We got shit to do. Yeah, and I mean, um, we got we met our normal time quota as far yeah. as what is reasonable to listen to after Drew's <laughs> editing and what is well, not. I'm not going to edit shit. I don't edit anything. I was trying to give you credit, but whatever. No, nah. I, I put a song at the beginning and the end, and I adjust levels, and that's about it. Okay, easy enough. Well, <laughs> until next time, we're going to get another episode in this upcoming week so we can talk yeah, about New Year's and our New Year's traditions. And um, if there's anything you'd like to hear from that, um, please give us a call in or tweet us as yes, far as uh, Twitter, which we are pretty darn active on. Yeah. Um, I am at Yeti underscore gray with a A underscore 999 um, or tweet punk losers at punk underscore losers or Mr. Drew underscore nerd all on Twitter. Yeah. And if you want to give us a call um, on any of the topics we talked about today, something else, or to tell us about your deepest, darkest fears, please give us a call at 719-396-2964. Again, that's 719-396-2964. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, also uh, follow Vorpal Hazards on Twitter, um, Facebook. All hail VHS. <coughs> that's right. Uh, we got some big plans for next year. Um Right now, it's looking like I could potentially end up in Seattle um, next year for the Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, I'm really hoping to do that. Um, have some friends up there who do the con circuit, and I'm really hoping to get out there. And I know we have some people that listening in England, which is awesome. And ooh, ooh. I would love if we got super popular over there. So, and so we'd have a reason to go out real there. Real quick, real Just quick. once a year. All you English folks, spend that money to call the line and tell me. I did my Ancestry.com test. Uh -oh. I'm primarily English Naturally. and a good hunk of, yeah, because I'm super white in the United <laughs> States. Primarily English, according to Ancestry.com, my spit tube test, and a lot of Irish. Am I allowed to call England the motherland? Never been there mm. or fatherland. Is there a term like that? I don't, then? I don't, I don't know. know if you're allowed to. Before I think me. if you've spent some time out there, I actually spent some time in Ipswich, which is because I've never have. I've yeah. never been to Europe. So am I allowed to you call to that my motherland? Not yet. 
You need to go. I'm, I'm not asking you. I'm asking no, the no, English. No, no, no. I'm telling you right I'm now. Somebody who's lived in England. No, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> but give us a call. Let us know if you dispute Drew or you agree with him. Well, hang on. I, I I'm think gonna, I have I'm a put this, right. I'm going to put this to rest right now. What is PG Tips? PG Tips? What is PG Tips? In your best guess, what do you think PG Tips is? The letter P, the letter G, the word Tips. PG Tips. Uh, I, I think it's a drinking game. That's going to no. be my guess. It's the number one selling tea in England. PG Tips. And if you don't know that, you can't call it the motherland. No, no, again, <laughs> again, by blood and birthright. Yeah. So I believe that just because I'm this white and because Ancestry.com says so, that they should just mail me an English pap- passport and I should just be handed dual citizenship. Oh, I wow. Think. That's pretty ballsy. So that I'm, is ballsy. I'm fucking special. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I don't know about that. but uh, That's what I think. <laughs> Tell us what you think, England. He doesn't know what PG Tips is. He has no idea about the monkey. There's a very important monkey associated with PG Tips. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I know all about spotted cock um, because I have one, but I also hear it's a candy. Um, it's a pudding. Yeah. Do you know what an English pudding is? <laughs> it's not at all this what is, you think. It's not. It's Amer- So there's American pudding, and then yeah. there's pudding, and it's two completely different things. And again, this is why I need my dual citizenship. So yeah, he needs, he needs to out. get out there. He send needs to spend some time. Um, if you He's want to start me Cadbury a, chocolates. Uh, if you want to, no, I know those. <laughs> okay. Know those from military friends, but this is why I need dual citizenship, and this is why one of our beloved fans in English started GoFundMe to bring me on out. Yeah, uh, us out. Somebody's gonna need to show you around. You've been there. Yeah, but I'd like to go back. No, fans are supposed to. No, <laughs> oh, nonsense. No, no. I'm a, I'm a diehard West Ham supporter. I don't know if that's a pro or a con. I'm also a Cardiff City supporter because I do. You're like allowed to have some, more than one. I'm allowed. I I well, the way I see it is one is English and one is Welsh. Okay. So I, I'm gonna take it. Sure. So go Cardiff, go Bluebirds, go Irons. Fuck everybody else. Yeah, I just want to go. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, until next time, um, we don't like you and listen in. No, you can go fuck yourself for all, yeah. all I care. Okay, love okay. you. Bye. All right, love you. Bye.